Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Uh, if you are just getting your notifications for the first time, well, that's probably either my fault or YouTube's fault because for some freaking reason, it was scheduled for Wednesday, which we know we don't do the Xbox Factor on unless, of course, it's a groundbreaking news that we do a special edition so I don't know what the turnout's going to be like, but uh, this is uh, a, this this week in particular is a joyous and a triumphant uh, week for not only me personally because today is Mrs. Boomstick's birthday. Happy birthday! Thank you, thank you. And originally I was going to cancel the show, and she was like, "I don't, I don't want no part of that." So you know, people expect right, the show. Right, right. Please go do the show. So here we oh. are. So shout out to Mrs. Boom. She had a, a, a nice breakfast that I cooked. She's getting dinner nice. from her favorite restaurant tonight. And of course, uh, we've been hanging out all day and we'll be hanging out after the show, um, watching movies, hanging out, you know, whatever. But uh, the other thing that I want to nice. just put out there for everyone is uh, we are going to be having Mrs. Boom's birthday bash this Friday. Uh, it's something that is new to uh, Double Barrel Gaming on her request. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're giving away on Friday morning $300 worth of Ooh. digital uh, um, gift cards, six $50 gift cards. And and, all, and the first three winners, of course, are going to be channel members. The next three winners are going to be uh, uh, anyone that is in the chat, the live chat on Friday morning. Um, mm -hmm. And besides... Uh, having the birthday bash on Friday morning for Mrs. Boom, uh, the channel will be celebrating its 1,000th video uh, since Beautiful. we started uh, in November of twenty uh, of 2017. Uh, this week, will the channel will officially turn five years old. Uh, like I said, there's a lot to get excited about the fact that we are still around and we are supported by as many amazing people as we are uh, is obviously uh, we are incredibly humbled by that, and we are happy uh, that we can provide the content that uh, that you jo enjoy weekly. And obviously, just recently, you know, we have now turned the channel into full time streaming, five days a week, uh, at five uh, Monday through Friday, uh, new shows, new panels, uh, different topics. But listen, I want to welcome in uh, Justin Sayan. Uh, he is Ooh. making his appearance for the first time on double barrel game justin welcome to the program brother we've been talking in the background it's great to finally have you on the show oh yeah boom thanks for having me in a thousand shows i mean that that's incredible i mean that shows some extreme fortitude Thank and you, sir. uh and your community has been extremely welcoming to me uh, extremely nice people i uh i really didn't expect it i spent uh most of my young adult life in the military and uh nice always kind of had that silent professional program going. So I never really talked to the public or anything. It's, it, it's really cool to see all this support and people coming out for it. Oh yeah. Well, listen, thank you for your service, brother. Definitely appreciate that. You know, we don't normally get that. Uh, you know, a lot of people forget that it's a lot of sacrifice that goes into uh, serving the public either through the military or first responder. So thank you so much for that. And it's great to have you here. Uh, Steel rain. Uh, you know, oh. you're no a guest here brother you you got, the, you got the keys to the kingdom brother welcome <laughs> it is great to have you a part we have some real hefty topics to get into uh one of which is going to include fable yeah and a big change that came the way of uh, an ex uh uh sony developer that yeah. just 
finished his work on Horizon Forbidden West. I think we, I, 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 again, I don't know where this game gets pushed to. Is it 2024? Is it 2025? What is he going to do? But how are you, man? Look, boom, man. I just want to thank you again for welcoming the rain into your Xbox Factor Kingdom. Um, and like you said, man, I pretty much got the keys to the kingdom, man. Um, I was in town, figured they said, hey, boom, uh, let me get a room. You let me sleep in. I woke up on time and I think I'm here and ready, man. You got some amazing <laughs> topics for us here. A lot of beautiful things that have been talked about over the last few weeks have kind of collided and going to lead into some topics we're getting into today. So I'm excited. I'm pumped. Uh, Justin, man, glad to have you here. Um, if this is your first time, like ever podcasting, um, Hey, you're in for yeah. a wicked ride, man. It, it's, <laughs> it's nothing, man. Just, uh, relax, be yourself. And, uh, like you were talking about with the community, there is a very toxic side to it. Just like with anything else, oh, yeah. people will be people, but, uh, for the most part, just like if you're locked in with Boom or anybody else that's in this knit, uh, you're definitely around good people. So, oh, yeah, I know. I turn my blinders on, man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, shout, shout out uh, to, to you for being here. Definitely appreciate that. And also want to shout out Gerald Mack in the chat. Gerald, you got to reach out to me, brother. You were one of the winners yesterday of the $50 gift card. Ooh. I'm assuming it's going to be for Xbox, but I don't want to make that assumption without hearing from you. Reach out to me on DM or, of course, on Xbox Live, and we will get you those uh, that $50 gift card today. And also, nice. a shout-out to the other winners, of course. That was uh, um, General Spartan, Super Duper Man, Ooh, and okay. Elemental PO. Uh, everyone has been notified, and I'm, I, as soon as this show is done, I'll be heading out to get those gift cards. For some reason, I couldn't buy them on GameStop.com. It's the craziest thing. So that's why there was a little bit of a holdup, but I will get you those codes today. And Gerald, like I said, brother, congratulations, and uh, thank you for all the outstanding support. N64 Josh with the classic, the classic Zelda shirt. What's going on, brother? How are you? Oh, Wait, I'm muted. There we go. There you I go. Like, I was like, come on, mouse, get to the button. Uh, I'm so good. So glad. That to was my here. biggest fear starting out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I knew I knew it was there. I'm like, I just couldn't. I was I was moving my mouse too quickly. I'm like, come on, hit the button. There we go. So so glad to be here. What a what an interesting week in Xbox Land. It's going to be a very fun show, and uh, we got we got an incredible panel here. Very excited. Yeah, uh, yeah, brother. Thank you so much, and it's great to have you here again. We do do have a lot of really uh, stout uh, Xbox topics, and man, I mean, talk about. The news just continues to to just be like a gushing, a breaking dam. It's more news than we know what to do with or have the time to talk about. Uh, Daniel McGee, what's going on, brother? I hope I didn't uh, mess you up by having the date for the show on a Wednesday instead of Tuesday. I don't know what the <laughs> heck happened. What's going on, brother? Uh, you know, I almost missed the <laughs> where I was late to the show because uh, I had a had a long Halloween. <laughs> so. oh. There you go. Yeah. Barely got up on time, I like but that. I, like I made that. it, uh, and I'm really excited for this show. I think it's going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah, we, we do have a lot to get into, and uh, the, you know, the, the folks, let, let's open up immediately with the hot topic of the show, uh, and that, of course, is the information that uh, was provided by several people out there, specifically Idle Sloth. He put this out there, like he always does. He's one of the... Uh, community good guys that I go to for Xbox news or pretty much any kind of gaming news. He puts it out there. 
Uh, and uh, Andrew Walsh, who is an award-winning writer, director, narrative designer, and he is a former employee of Guerrilla Games. His last game that he worked on was, well, and this is what's pretty interesting. Not only did he work on Horizon Forbidden West, which, of course, launched earlier this year, but he also has worked on Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is launching for the PlayStation VR 2.0 early next year. Well, guess what, folks? He has joined the team at Playground Games, and this is a big deal. Uh, Listen, you know what? Um, We heard earlier this year from Matt Booty, where he sat down for an interview during Gamescom, and uh, he talked about how he wanted to show Fable. And the team at Playground literally told him, no, we are not ready to show. When we are ready, we will let you know. And and I think that that is, uh, that's big of the team that wants to, apparently, you know, if you remember many, many, many years ago, Steele, and I'm going to go to you first, uh, that, that quote from Playground Games, they said they wanted to be the best developer in the world. Right. Uh, and uh, this is obviously, this was at the announcement of Fable. We know mm-hmm. what they bring to the table with Horizon. Horizon um, 5 is a best-selling. It has almost 30 million players. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is one of the best racers I've played since Burnout 3. Mm. And uh, and listen, what could you say about their pedigree? But hearing that they have now someone from the team at Guerrilla Games, which, like I said, look, I know there's a lot of people that ha- that, that really don't care so much for Aloy and uh, and forbidden and, and the Forbidden IP. I happen to think it's one it's one of my personal favorite new IPs from Sony. Mm-hmm. I didn't care as much for the second, simply because I was it was riddled with uh, with bugs, and okay. I had a couple of uh, you know hour long playthroughs that I lost. They had to start from the beginning because of save bugs, and mm-hmm. I kind of lost my steam with it. But I take nothing away of how gorgeous that game is. That game's open world is uh, breathtaking to watch, right. um, especially if you just sit at the top per- uh, perched on a tree or something, and you just watch the the uh, the dinosaurs move on their own. Right. It's it's just incredible to know that that kind of talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming from Andrew Walsh, which again I have to reiterate, uh, Steele is an award winner writer, director, and narrative designer. Mm-hmm. Coming to Fable, it's a big deal, but how big of a deal? Um, it's, def- it's definitely a big deal, like you said, boom. And I mean, I was just kind of going through his history of different games that he's made and everything. Um, I think it's a major deal because we definitely know that Microsoft wants Fable to hit, right? Um, Fable to a lot of people is going to be an IP that they're not going to be familiar with. Um, And to us, we want the new iteration of the IP that we kind of held uh, near and dear to our hearts. Um, Those who have played Fable since the beginning. We want something that's going to be a complete product, tell a good story, be uh, very bring bring about a lot of depth also. Uh, because that's one of the things that I always uh, took away, at least from my playthroughs of Fable 2 and 3, is that just that f- they're kind of the third... Fable is like that third-person IP um, 
kind of doing something similar to what Bethesda was doing, right, with Lion's Head at the time, where they gave you a lot of choice, um, was playing with good and evil, um, also throwing other magical elements in there, and then also when they threw in, started throwing in the elements of co-op, uh, that made it extremely interesting, so there's just so much that's riding on this game doing well and them taking a lot of time to work on it, especially for Playground, too, right? Because they are a – this is going to be one of those things to say, hey, well, can you only make car games? What else can you do? Um, and this is going to be their prime time to uh, – no pun intended – but to prove that, sure, they could put together a realistic-looking world in a – car game which isn't generally the focus but you do see that they did really well with that and they wowed us on stage uh when they when they presented forza horizon 5 excuse me um originally and then to, to now know that these are going to be the people that are going to take on the mantle of fable and also knowing that they want to do it in its best light because they've come out and said, hey, we want to make sure that you you get the humor, you get the, the light and the dark, you get all the different elements that you really get like and enjoy out of a Halo game. I mean, a Fable game, excuse me. Um, and bring those to light. So for him to come over and again, you're talking about God has worked on games from anything back in the day from Earthworm Jim, which is something that easy. Uh, Heavenly Sword, he's worked on Halo 3, some Harry Potter games, Prince of Persia, uh, some Need for Speed, The Division 2, Shadow of War, Middle of Earth, and then Horizon Forbidden West, like you mentioned, uh, Call of the Mountain. There's definitely a huge pedigree there for as far as storytelling goes, and I think that's the perfect thing that Playground uh, may need to come in. And I don't think it's anything to be worried about necessarily. Um, he may just be coming to make sure that everything is going in the right direction, per se, right? So uh, I don't know. That's kind of that's my sights on it right now. I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's a good hire. It's a good hire. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I want to br- bring in Justin for a second. Uh, Justin, I, I pulled an article. And again, remember, I, I originally pulled the story f- uh, from something that was posted by Idle Sloth. So I want to give him proper yeah. credit. But to get a little bit more background on who Walsh is, uh, Andrew Walsh, I don't know, yeah. I shouldn't call him by his last name. Uh, I pulled an article from Eurogamer that was posted the same day. And what's interesting is his writing career has spanned everything from Division Two yeah. to Prince of Persia, but he's wow. also worked on UK TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, here is Justin. This is this is actually what Andrew Walsh had to say on Twitter uh, regarding this this uh, this announcement. He goes, "So Abion or Albion has beckoned once again. I'm delighted to announce that I have." had the chance to join the wonderful team at Playground working on the new Fable. So my question is, knowing someone uh, that has an, a storied history, like this this, is, this isn't this is a Johnny-come-lately. This guy's been around the industry for many, many years. He has worked on games, uh, you know, from back in the days, midway through generations. But more importantly, and I think this is where we really put the pin in this uh, this conversation, is the fact that he just finished work on two Horizon games, one of which is out and one is coming. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, I think they're putting together a really amazing team over there because if you think about game development, you have different parts that go into it. And, you know, you're looking at Horizon, uh, not Horizon, Forza. It's a beautiful game. And as you're developing it, your character can be a car. It just has different mechanics. So... You already have a beautiful world. They know the mechanics. You're getting a rider in there. It 
it's really kind of the cherry on top. It's going to make a really complete game, in my opinion, because you're going to have the Forza team working on everything else, but you have a writer that's going to bring that world, that beautiful world to life. And uh, I'm a chicken chaser at heart, so I'm really looking forward to this one. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of people are, are concerned, Justin, on what they're going to do. See, I, I, I'm in the camp that I kind of want something new. I want them to I, I want them to have uh, a, an appreciation for you know the chicken chasing or the chicken kicking. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to be farting in anyone's face, to be honest with you, <laughs> kind of like yeah. you did with the original one. Um, but I, I, I'm I'm hoping for uh, real life graphics. What about you? Um, you know, I, I hope it is a little cartoonish because that that kind of thing stands the test of time. You know, uh, realistic graphics only look realistic until the more realistic game comes out. But you look at a game like World of Warcraft, it's lasted years off the same graphics, same engine. Yeah. And they haven't updated a thing. So I, I don't think I don't think realistic graphics might be the right answer for this. But you know really it is an artistic choice on it. And uh, we're gonna have to see more of where the team goes with it. Nice. All right, listen, you know what, Josh, uh N64 Josh, let's get your opinion on this information with uh with Andrew Walsh, where, where, where do you fall in hearing this big, uh, this big time, um, you know, writer is joining the team? I, I think it's fantastic. Like the more, the more, the merrier, right? Like, and especially with the, with the pedigree like this, mm -hmm. I think this is going to be, this is going to be great. And it does probably speak to the fact that the game may not be as far along as maybe we were hoping, but you know, maybe this isn't gonna be a maybe this isn't gonna be a one and done game. Maybe this is a game that's gonna run more like Destiny over the years, and it's gonna be uh, kind of, you know, uh, games as a service esque. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll 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 see. But I'm 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 looking forward to it and uh, excited to see somebody with this caliber jumping on. Yeah, with uh, with how two and three did on the original Fable, I don't I don't see this being a one and done at all. I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, this is definitely a, um, them reimagining the uh, the IP in total, right? I think they've touched on that quite some time. And again, I mean, you definitely have to pull attention to something that people have been away from for a long time. That's why I've kind of been uh, on the springboard of saying like, hey, why don't you go back and we get a remaster or a remake of those original three games? But again, you're just like, hey, well, we're kind of doing that, right? So. Yeah, people forget how big Fable was. I mean, They're it huge. is a yeah. flagship title for yeah. Xbox. Major game. Oh, what I think Boone stepped away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, brother. I had to step away. Someone rang the door. Unfortunately, I don't have a studio. I'm, I pulled a Greg Miller here. Uh, but uh, listen, <laughs> good stuff as always, Josh. Um, let's get Daniel involved. Daniel, look, the, the one thing that I take away from Playground Games making a fable is something very similar to what happened with Guerrilla Games. Now, Guerrilla Games for years, I would even say as long as a decade, was known as a first-person shooter mm -hmm. uh, game, game maker. Um, obviously, um, Killzone, depending on who you ask, some people love it. Me and I, I was walked away very unimpressed. 
Uh, I, I did. I, I thought the first one was okay. Supposed to be the Halo killer. Turned out to be not that great of a game. Um, but when they released Horizon Zero Dawn, they did something. I, I think what, what Guerrilla Games did is put their stamp of their studio on the world. Saying, hey, listen, we were known for these mediocre first-person shooters that a lot of people didn't like, that a lot of people didn't play. But we have this new open-world game. And when it was shown for the first time, people were blown away. I, I, am st- I have a strong suspicion we're going to get something very similar to happen for the team over at Playground Games. I, I think we're going to be very, very impressed and I got to say, I love the tenacity about telling someone who's the head of Xbox, right? Xbox Game Studios and Matt Booty, hey, listen, you want to you want to show it. We don't want to show it. We don't feel comfortable showing it. Um, wh- where do you personally feel that the 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 addition of Andrew Walsh, what is that going to actually do for this game? Well, I think I think it'll do uh, a couple of things. Um, the. You're right. I think that this transition from Playground doing just racing games into doing also these RPGs is going to be sort of a jump similar to what Guerrilla Games did. So if this is an employee who's been there for a while, which I haven't looked into his history, but it seems like he's been there for at least the duration of the Horizon series, um, which is that's going to be confusing for conversation because it's Horizon and Forza Horizon. But we'll see. if he's at least been there for that duration, then he's seen that jump happen, right? Mm-hmm. So he has some experience that he can bring to the table. And, you know, it is that thing where, I mean, let's let's remember that before Horizon Zero Dawn came out, Guerrilla Games was kind of in hot water because the first the last game they had put out before that was uh, what Killzone Shadowfall? Shadowfall, yeah, PS4? that launched that launch with the PlayStation Four was not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, not only was it not a particularly good game, but it actually ended up in that lawsuit, if you remember, because the trailer that they showed for it was a complete bullshot from start to finish. So they actually ended up having to settle outside of court to pay off people for like false advertising, effectively. Um, it, it was it was a problem, right? And Gorilla really came back from that, right? They put out. Forbidden West, and you know, I know there's a lot of people who didn't like it. I thought it was pretty good, um, especially in terms of the writing. Uh, I think that there's slightly more questionable writing in, in the second game, specifically with the ending. I won't spoil it, but I didn't. I think the ending uh, of, of Forbidden West has some interesting choices. <laughs> um, to My brother the said the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's very very strange the direction that it looks like they're going with the sequel or the third one. Uh, but there's no denying that the writing in those games is really good. And good writers is something that we know Playground needs. Yes, Playground is a very talented studio. They do extremely photorealistic racing games. They have great mechanics for those games. But let's be honest, the Forza Horizon games have not exactly had or needed particularly amazing writing, right? So bringing on people who have that talent, especially from a major PlayStation first party studio who has been lauded for having great writing 
that's a big deal. Like that's a really good hire for them. Mm-hmm. And although uh, it may be kind of a weird thing to point out, it's it's good that uh, Andrew Walsh is also uh, you know and he's English, right? He's a he's a, yes. a. I feel like English writers are sort of important for Fable, just because I feel like that's such a big yeah, part of the identity yeah, of that. Brand, I agree with that. Where yeah. you know it has it fits that sort of humor and that sort of tone. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what caused them to, to write that way. Maybe it's because they haven't seen the sun in a while. I hear British, uh, England is is a very gray place, but uh, it's. I think that he's going to be a very useful asset to playground games. The question that's been brought up alongside it is, you know, does this mean that the fable is, you know, not as far along as we would have hoped for, being that he seems to? Yeah, see, now that's that's the question. Uh, You know, you you kind of wonder. First of all, I would rather them take their time. I've always thought that this game was going to come out twenty twenty four, potentially early twenty twenty five. I know that's a long time, and a lot of people are like, "Oh man, I'm well disappointed." We do. I do. There are some sources behind the scenes that I can, I can't let say or verify anything. But we, I can't say that it is seemingly on track. Uh, we haven't heard anything otherwise. Okay. All right. There, yeah. there are a lot of things you can do to prepare while not having a writer. And do we know that right. this guy? Did they make the job for this guy, or has this job been open and this guy just became available? Because I mean, That's if, if you been... too, I don't think it's specified. Yeah, yeah, the the the, the, the 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 idle sloth or uh, or Eurogamer didn't specify that this this right. particular position was made specifically for him, uh, you know, to take over writing duties. They, they didn't suggest that someone else, lo- you know, left because right. of not being able to do it. So at this point, it's it's yeah. really speculative because they can work on a lot of the block mesh. They can get character mm-hmm. shaders done. There's a lot that they can do to prep, especially if they know who the writer is coming in that they're going to get, you know, they can set themselves up for success with that. And a big company like Microsoft, I kind of see them doing that. It's possible. Yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming we'll find out soon enough, you know, exactly is he taking over f- full on writing duties? Uh, m- maybe they were, they had a plan and it just wasn't panning out and they wanted to change directions, you know, games that are in pre-production the way this game is, I would imagine that it's going to see several changes of direction uh you know and and we won't know until someone actually leaks it or they actually decide to talk about it that's entirely probable right if this game is further out than we think it is and it's it's maybe still like three years off then i could see him having dramatic input on the core story of that game if it's coming out in 2024 2023 even uh i've heard some rumors of that but that one feels unlikely yeah Um, uh, you know, if it's coming out 2024, 2025, yeah. he would probably still be able to get a lot of work done, assuming he's starting yeah. today. I don't know if, if this announcement is like his day one or if it's his announcement that he's going to start there in the near future. Right. Uh, but so the timing on it is questionable. He he may just end up doing, you know, for this first project, at least some of the, <laughs> the side content or like DLC or something like that. And then take over a more uh, important role in a sequel or whatever they do after this. Um, it's, it doesn't seem like he's going to be necessarily, you know, the only writer there. So it's, it's very likely that they're, they're going to be able to have already had a vision for this game and are working towards it. And he'll just, you know, come in and 
maybe be like a second set of eyes on it and be like, are you sure you want to do that? Maybe take out some of the fart jokes. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting from it, honestly, because it's like, I, from what I understand from it, it's kind of like more of like a Joseph Staten kind of situation where you're coming in ah, okay. uh, on the back end, things might be wrapped up, but maybe they tapped him on the shoulder. was like, Hey, what do you, what do you think about this? And maybe he got wrapped up in the story. He was like, oh, is this what you guys are doing? What else do you guys have? And maybe they planned out second, third, whoever knows many games out. And he's like, you know what? I think I have the perfect direction for this. Uh, they had got into a meeting and everybody was of the same mindset. I mean, again, the game has all been in development already. So is this, this isn't like, oh, the idea is just starting. We need a writer. We need to put the story together. No, the, the game is in like, if not, halfway three-fourths of the way of development getting ready to come out even if it's 24 25 that's still only a couple years away you're not rewriting the entire story so i just think there's it's probably more of that kind of a situation like i see a joseph staten coming in making sure everything is streamlined um and making sure they're hitting the, the marks that we're wanting to hit i guess yeah and just the last thing that i wanted to to say about it is it's entirely likely that they wanted to have him from the beginning of production yeah, of the game it could be, yeah. but that they just couldn't get the timetables working together right. it you know like you said he worked on call of the mountain and that game is right. not out yet you know they yep. they may have just recently finished up all the writing on that mm-hmm. so it's entirely possible that he was like yes i really want to work for playground but right. i'm in the middle of this project and i want to finish it first you know what exactly, i mean exactly um or maybe he was contracted in such a way that he had to finish that project first you know there's any Indeed. number of things yeah that, that could have led yeah. to it um, very little knowns and a lot of unknowns right exactly yeah. So it, it's impossible to say, you know, based on this hiring, how far along Fable is or what this right, says about Fable exactly. as a game in general. Um, all I can say with 100% confidence is that this is definitely a positive thing for that studio going forward. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. Listen, and really, Umbra, Xbox as a whole. Yeah. No, no. It, absolutely. No. It, it, to get this kind of talent it, it is a big deal. I just can't wait to see the fruits of his labor. Uh, when this game launches, whenever it in fact launches, Infinite Umbra. What's up, brother? Welcome back, man. How you feeling? Oh. Hey, boom. What's up, guys? Good morning, everybody, or afternoon, I guess now at this point. <laughs> I'm doing much better, man. I'm doing much better. How are you all? Happy birthday, by the way, to the missus. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone. I'll get to the super chats momentarily uh, with all the birthday wishes. Yep, Mrs. Boomstick, uh, birthday today. Um, and we're gonna have a go- we're gonna enjoy the rest of the day. She's gonna have a nice birthday week. Uh, but listen, Umbra, uh, this is an intro. You you've had a lot to say about Fable, not only on this on on this, on this program, but on of course the Xbox Infinite um, podcast that you're on uh, on Friday evenings. Uh, but you know, Andrew, uh, and of course I'm talking about the gentleman that was just hired. That's Andrew Walsh. He has worked on some very interesting games i have his 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 uh uh his whole rap sheet in front of me so to speak he worked on watchdogs legions division two shadow of war uh he worked as i'm going all the way back he worked on halo 3 which Mm. is which is you know he has this kind of socom prince of persia but this is the one that's interesting umbra he worked on the canceled fable legends Yep. And that now it makes sense when he says Albion is calling once again. That's because he has a history with the franchise. He worked on it, and according to his bio, he was the lead writer, speech and narrative designer, voice director, speech production, 
at Lionhead during Fable Legends, you know, unfortunate uh, production, and then ultimately its demise. Uh, for you, seeing how important Fable is. Now, Fable, you know, if you ask someone like Cognito from the Iron Lords podcast, my brother, and of course, he's recovering from eye surgery. Everything went well. Shout out to him. Um, I'm glad that everything worked out. Talked to him yesterday, right after surgery, as a matter of fact. So he is doing good. Uh, he has been asking for Umbra, the hashtag just one. And what does he mean? Well, what uh, even Phil Spencer, and we're not talking about it specifically today, talking about it, we're going to be talking about it uh, with Jesse Norris of the uh, Xbox Era podcast. Uh, um, you know, Phil, Phil recognize or has recognized publicly that the first party output hasn't been as, as good as it should with the kind of studios and talent that they have. Fable is one of those games. It is a it is a monster franchise for Xbox gamers. The trilogy, depending on where you put one, two, and three in your own personal order, is great Xbox history. Uh, this game has to hit. I mean, it has to punch you in the face when this game comes out. For hearing that Andrew Walsh has joined the, uh, the, uh, the the development of Fable, where does your confidence level either go up or go down? I'm of two minds of this, boom. So after hearing the whole rap sheet, as you put it, you know, hearing that, it's like, man, this dude is a vet. Mm-hmm. This guy is an award-winning vet, by the way. So the man knows what he's doing. There's no question there. Now the problem comes. Horizon <laughs> Horizon wasn't that great <laughs> story-wise. So, mm-hmm. or at least to some. So is that going to leach into Fable? But then I thought about it and I say, you know, they're so far into development, yeah, at least no, at this no, point. No. <laughs> I don't think he's shifting anything no. story-wise. <laughs> right. So it can only be a positive. Uh, he's a veteran. He's he got all those games on his list of what he's accomplished and done. Award winning. He did Halo 3, which is my favorite Halo of all time. You know, and mm-hmm. he's coming back to, to uh Fable now. So you can, you know, pun intended, he's finishing the fight, so to speak, right here. So I'm all for it, man. I think it, it's a it's a it's a smart move by them to get a, such a great, you know, veteran like that on board but it does also though extend that weight because now we know the game is nowhere near uh i mean at this point if you're bringing him in for this i can't see it being 2024 at least not early 2024 it has to be late i'm guessing now uh for such a thing and we keep seeing that we keep seeing them bringing in people for roles we're like you just brought this person in for this oh wait a minute okay no so we got to move our calculations you know and I'm the I'm the optimist, so I'm almost always like, yeah, they're gonna have this out early. Oh, we'll oh no, we'll get this by 2023. Nope. So I don't know. Uh, I feel like I'm hoping still that by you know next year E3 we'll we'll see something from Fable to see right. how it looks. Some actual I, gameplay. Exactly, and we can mm-hmm. go from there, you know. But now hearing this and I continuously seeing who who they're bringing in. Uh, because they're building as they're making the game. That's I guess it's a tough thing for that too. Um, it makes me feel like the game isn't 
isn't quite there to that point of of uh, production where it's going to be ready until i would say late 2024 if not early 2025 or mid 2025 so it's a gift and a curse i suppose in a way uh but i am excited as far as them bringing in quality devs I, that's, that's that should always be something that all of us you know smile on yeah uh, as far as this is concerned it's good it's in good hands so you know much much credit to them in that regard so I'm just I'm excited to see what happens, man. I just want to see something. Just give me something. Well, I I think what's work what will work ultimately in Microsoft's favor, especially with a game like Fable, is they have so many games coming out uh, before it that 2023 already seems like uh, potentially. And again, this is not just I just I, I don't want to put the lens just on uh, on Xbox on this. What my, my next comment. Uh, 2007 is is revered as one of the best, literally the best year in gaming history, and I don't think there's anything that's come close. Uh, it had so many great games, so many classic franchises, so many unbelievable new and revived IP that it's it has not had a challenge as of yet. Well, 2023 for Xbox looks ridiculous, but it also looks ridiculous for Switch, and also looks rid- potentially ridiculous for for PlayStation. So it, we're going to be eating good next year. But specifically on the Xbox uh, point of view, they have so many games coming out that they may have to, at some point, push a few games into 2024. Uh, if, they, if they, in fact, have to do that, because you obviously don't want to oversaturate your own service. You, gotta, you, know, you want people to play the games. Um, this this gives the team at Playground some breathing room. They don't have to make a 2024 holiday. Uh, they can just continue to design, bring in new people, continue to build this game, and when it releases, let it release like we are all expecting it to be. A triple A, yeah. high caliber, story driven, graphics to, to drool over kind of a game. And I think they will deliver that. And I think that with Microsoft having as many teams as they currently have, even without the ABK deal that's expected to, to, to be finalized um, early next year, they, they have more than enough games to allow for development. Let's say, for instance, that they're having some difficult, you know, development difficulties in, in direction or if they want to add two, one or two, you know, one fart joke or ten. I, you know, I don't, I don't design games, so I don't know, but... I know that it's it behooves the the team not to be pressured to hit a date uh, and to yeah. and, and to deliver a game again. This this is an important franchise. This is a big deal. This is a this is a basically the re the reimagining of a classic franchise. They they have to hit. They I have agree. to hit. They, um, the problem, like you said, boom, is the fact that they don't. We haven't had any other major AAA games. Yep. You know, yeah. like James said inside of the, the chat, he said, man, if only they had gone on this, this spending spree earlier. It's like <laughs> so many what ifs when it comes to Microsoft right now. You know, yeah. And, uh, yeah, if they can hit and actually get other games to drop off. Yeah, we'll kind of forget for Fable, for, you know, give, give them a little leeway at that point. But if yeah. we're not getting anything, ah. Yeah, no, no. It, it, I mean, I, at some point, they're going to have to update us by showing us something. Uh, I, I, for one, am, am willing to allow for the team to decide that. I, I'm not one of these gamers that feel entitled that I have to see what I, what I, I, I want when I want it, and you know, tough for everyone else. No, show it when you feel confident that you can show it. And, and right. until and, then, we're just going to have to go 
uh, based on what information comes the way of, you know, potentially, you know, leaked information, which you can't really trust, but until playground games themselves decide to talk about it. Um, right. And, and something important that to, to keep in mind for, for everyone who's, you know, waiting for it and, and feeling like this game has been in development for such a long time is that the reason it feels like that is because it, it leaked from pretty yeah. much the second it was yep. starting development. Remember, I mean, people were talking about a new fable game being made by playground games before they, yeah, they were. started building the, the new studio to right. make it. Right. I mean, so people like, were looking forward to it right when Halo or not Halo fable three was released. So it's been true. in the back of everybody's but like, even, since, you know, since then. And like, did they maybe announce it too early? Probably with that trailer, but at the same time, it's like if everyone already knows about it, you may as well just come out and say that it exists so that you can yeah. hire people specifically for it. And be I like, think hey. that that was the purpose of it, too, though, yeah. right? Is that teaser trailer to put it out there like, hey, all the rumors are true. If we <laughs> like, finally get right. the script you, right. You got, got Fable us. over here. You might want to come back over now. <laughs> yeah. One thing about Fable, though, they have to hit because this for is sure. the type of game people uh, will take it personal if they uh, if they don't do right by Fable. No, I, I mean, mean, yeah. We we had it comparing uh, it being compared to sort of the the trajectory that that Guerrilla Games went on, where they were making one franchise or one genre and completely switched to something different. But yeah. I think that this is probably going to be more similar to what happened with like God of War, maybe not to that level of quality, but it's okay. it's that you know they're taking this old beloved franchise and they're modernizing it and probably making it. A, a bit more serious. I, I just I don't think that a, a fable game exactly how the old ones were launched today would necessarily. Yeah, it was kind of a Monty Python would want style here. Yeah, and like right. kids don't know what Monty Python is anymore. Exactly. <laughs> right. so, right. They probably wouldn't find it funny. I even if they did. Yeah. Direction. You know what I mean? Like what is that? It's yeah. just a flesh wound. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, and like I, I'm sure that like all the people in the chat and like you know most of us would have been perfectly fine with a fable game that was exactly the same, just like we would have been fine with a God of War game that was pretty much exactly. The yeah, same but you got a but you got to modernize it, right? And yeah, I feel you like you aren't looking for just fine, though. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that you know if they do turn Fable into more of like a a, a widespread, you know, open world type game that has these these choices and consequences, and and maybe takes itself a little bit, just a little bit more seriously. Not even yeah, to the I point of like you know, yeah. I feel like that'll perform a lot better, especially with critics. Um. And so I think that that's probably the direction that they're going to end up going, just based I, on what I little like we know. I like on that, Danny. I will say, though, I have lofty ideas. Like me, when I look <laughs> at them, Fable is a – it should have been a flagship thing, much like Gears, much like Fable, Halo is to me. Uh, sure, it, yeah. it, it was should have been, right? And it could have and it should have, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I expect them fully to deliver some type of God of War 2018 experience. I don't expect it to be like – game of the year i expect it to be great though and yeah. i think i think they're going to deliver in that regard honestly honestly I, I really do i think playground has shown their pedigree time and time again i expect us to get a probably a 90 plus metacritic rated uh fable Indeed. by the time they finish personally yeah yeah no, that's i honestly good do think it's a failure if you don't get above an 85 on it because of how long it's had in the team that you're bringing on and the money you're spending on this game yeah, no, I mean, I make listen. Th th I'm sure okay. that they know we have lofty goals, and I'm sure that they have internal they lofty, lofty goals. Right. There, there, there's no doubt about it. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, what a way to open up the show. We're near 400 people here in the live live chat. Oh. I want to say a big thank you to everyone 
that has wished Mrs. Boomstick a, a, a happy birthday. Let me catch some uh, catch up on super chats, and we will get to some uh, breaking news. Sony's numbers not looking so good. Uh, mm. This comes the way of Tom Warren, beat writer for TheVerge.com. He put out their numbers. Now their numbers aren't devastatingly low, but they are down in everything. Uh, we'll break we'll break those numbers down momentarily because people are asking in the chat. And I thought that, well, if you're asking for it and we have the numbers here, why not discuss it? Uh, the first comment of the day comes the way of Thanos, who's been a member of, my goodness, for 38 months, a channel member. Thank you so much for that. He says, good morning, good afternoon. Well, good morning to you, afternoon as well. Thank you for being here. Andrew Soos drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, bravo. Thank you so much for that. Sith Lord who's been a member for six months, drops a $2 super chat and says, happy birthday, Mrs. Boom. Hope it's a good one. Thank you so much for that. Gerald Mack, who's been a member of the channel for one year and is one of the $50 winners from yesterday's Halloween special giveaway, he drops a $5 super chat and says, shout out to Double Barrel Gaming. Salute to Mrs. Boom and the panel. Welcome to the community. Just, just insane. Salute. Thank you so much That's for that. Uh, Drawn TJ, generous f- uh, friend of the program, drops a $2 super chat and says, Hi, guys. I hope Fable is realistic. Yep, that makes two of us. And uh, and uh, Drawn TJ drops an additional $5 super chat and says, Xbox has two, just ones, Fable and Hellblade 2 indeed. Uh, and I think they have actually have more than that. Shout out to Jay the Destroy, a good friend of mine. And thank you for the birthday wishes there. Uh, uh, Mr. Destroyer, uh, but listen, I want to talk about these numbers, and I have what Tom Tom Warren tweeted only a couple of hours ago, mm. and he says this: "This is Sony's Sony PlayStation's Q2 earnings, um, and um, folks, they only sold uh, 3.3 million PlayStation 5 sales, uh, and that's flat year over year over year. Uh, they have a total." Of 54, no, yeah, 45.4 million PlayStation Plus subscribers. That's down 4%. Uh, They have uh, 62.5 million in software sales. That's down 18%. And that's a a lot considering that they have had three first-party, quote-unquote, bangers released this year. And God of War right around the corner. In fact, God of War is releasing, I believe, in seven days. Uh, 102 million PlayStation or PSN active users. That's only down 2%. So that is not bad. Uh, I'll start Hmm. first with our guest. Uh, Justin, are you surprised by Sony being down in the numbers, but more so in the software sales? They're down 18%. Ooh. I knew I was going to forget to unmute my mic uh, earlier today. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm actually surprised how much uh, Xbox's Game Pass numbers are up um, when you compare them to Sony's online numbers going down. Because this, there hasn't been a lot for first party on. No, no, system. Microsoft's uh, gains are are, are are conundrum for sure. So uh, I mean, imagine what's going to happen next year when games start start popping off. It's it's yeah. going to be crazy. And how honestly, how is Sony gonna answer or keep up with that at all? They got God of War coming out. That's great for the holiday. You got spring coming, you have summer break, you got all that. I don't I don't think PlayStation has an answer for 
their online services right now. And they've said that a lot and they've shown it kind of in how they deal with regulators in, in Europe. So I think, uh, I think it's really uh, concerning for Sony, especially since uh, PlayStation supporting Sony. Sony's not supporting PlayStation. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Xbox has a bad couple of years. Microsoft still has its back. Sony's not that deep for PlayStation. They just don't have that long. Yeah, I mean, listen again. These these numbers aren't putting Sony out of business for sure. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, they're down a few. They're down a few uh, uh, percentages in, in a couple of the of, of the categories. The the one for me that 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 most jumps off the page is the eighteen percent being down in software. Yeah, um, like just... I said, they they had three big games released this year, mm. and you know, Microsoft hasn't. Um, and you know, being down eighteen percent—that's that's damn near twenty percent of your of your software sales. Being down that much is is very shocking to me. Well, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Sega went out of business. You know, it, it isn't just one thing; it's a death by a thousand cuts. Yep. It's uh, it's not going to happen all at once. Slowly by slowly, a kingdom's going to crumble until it's gone. Yeah, I mean, so. Listen, Sony isn't going to go anywhere. I, I I think that they are they they've been in the business too long to allow something like a, a, a defiant Microsoft uh, to put them out of business. Mm. I, I think Sony is going to be here for as long as gaming is 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 going to exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, is Sony yeah. going to remain in first place? No, well, that that's that's a that's a topic for another show because the answer is I don't think so. I, I think at some point. Um, they are going to have to bend the knee. I think that they are. I, I, are they going to go to third place? I, are, are, are Microsoft and uh, and Sony going to switch places? And is uh, Nintendo going to stay at two? I, I I don't know. All I can tell you is that um, if you know there, there's a reason why Sony does these money hat deals. There's a reason why Final Fantasy 16 and um, What's the other game coming out from that? Forspoken. Forspoken, which, yeah. by the way, had a new trailer, which looked yes, dope. Fire. I'm not mm-hmm. in front. I saw your your tweet, Umbra. It looked when she was, uh, you know, like like surfing, surfing. on the water. Yeah, I'm, I'm it pretty good. Like it's probably the best I've seen that game shown so far. So I wasn't originally interested, mm-hmm. and now I got to admit, I I don't know if I wait for that game for Xbox. I I might have to buy that on the PlayStation Five because. It's a, it's a big open world game. It's a new IP. Even though Square is kind of shitty, uh, you know, a shitty company, I, I, I might have to, you know, maybe even get that on, get it, and maybe I don't get it day one, depending Damn. on what I'm playing. Maybe I get that, and you know, when it's on sale, who knows? But it it's did right. look, either that or wait two years, I guess, right? Or just wait the the, the, yeah. the two years. But uh, I, I do want to thank. Uh, we have a new channel member, which is awesome, and I'm gonna make sure if I. Say, Kwame uh, Kiru, if, if I'm saying it wrong, I apologize for butchering the name. He has become, or they have become, a channel member. And they also drop a very generous $10 super chat. It says, happy birthday, Mrs. Boom. That is very, very mm-hmm. kind of you. Thank you so much for the generosity. And, of course, thank you for the channel support. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, Steel Rain. Yeah. Let yeah, get your man. opinion on this. Again, these numbers, I mean, I, I don't think this is this is terrible. You know, no. being down 4% in subscribers, not terrible. Being down mm-hmm. 2% in PSN active users, not terrible. 
the 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 thing that I think that Sony probably is 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 disappointed in are the two topics. Um, one of which is it's their PlayStation Five output. They've only and I say only. I'm not being facetious. Mm-hmm. Uh, they literally sold 1.1 million per month because this is a quarter. This is second. Mm-hmm. This is Q2. So it's a total of 3.3 million PlayStation Five sales, and it falls flat year over year according to Tom Warren and I think the biggest the biggest talking point here is down nearly 20% in software sales that is saying something is the $70 price point starting to potentially affect their sales seal um is the $70 price point starting to affect their sales boom I'm going to say something and I'm going to say something that's probably going to get me a lot of flack a lot of smoke and this is something that uh, I've <laughs> always had not necessarily fight with but kind of internalize and have these internal dialogues with myself about it so what i'm going to start off by saying is what's killing playstation is they don't have any games to sustain people to stay within their service to continue to spend money within their service they have these games that drop people buy day one people buy years later whenever they do they buy they play they do not reinvest they put the console down, they put it away, they are not thinking about it. That is the current problem that PlayStation has, which is why you see these numbers kind of go down. No, is it like a major issue to Sony that they need to be um, pocket-washing everybody and making sure that they're getting their just dues? No, not necessarily, but you can also it, you can also see why that it hurts their, it hurts the overall look to Sony because they're already, to me at least personally, they're already kind of struggling finding their way into this serve now seemingly um, this service facing digital era. Uh, so not only are you taking your games from out of the stores, which is another way that these a lot of these um, companies were making some some money because they're not only not making the money for us, but they're also making it from the big stores because they got to cut those deals and everything else. But uh, they no longer got to ship there. They're getting the digital. And so they're taking a little bit of a loss on that. And then while also making a stupid amount of money. Uh, And then now seemingly, especially you see with Sony, you also see with Xbox, supposedly um, you see prices starting to go up in a time where it's a recession. People aren't going to want to invest in something that doesn't already keep their attention enough right um you are going to have your people who are your hardcore your dedicated uh they're your enthusiasts who are going to make sure that they have the newest hardware they got the newest games they got everything that they need to make sure that their brand and playstation is going to stay afloat or if that's your secondary console first whatever the case may be uh you're going to make sure that you're just going to support but at the end of the day, the consumer is still playing, is still on your Xbox One. They just switched switched out from a 360. Uh, I know a lot of people don't want to realize that or not, uh, but PlayStation 5s aren't just going to magically start selling faster. Uh, and again, the, these numbers may be at a loss at some point um, in some factors, but PlayStation also said they're profitable on their consoles. This is the first generation where um, they're seeing more of that money up front than any other generation. Um, They're selling more consoles than they've ever had previously. So 
everything is moving in the right direction, which is kind of just turned t- touching on that side of um, it's a negative, but they are kind of teetering this fine line to me personally. And I know that Sony has a lot of different things in the works, but if they want to see those software sales jump up, you want to see those active users jump up. Cause my biggest thing is again, you have, a, I thought you had 120 million consoles out there plus, right? Why is there only 102 million active consoles, active users on those consoles? That's a great question, brother. That's a a great question. Where is the retention? I know this says, oh, it's down 2%. This is PlayStation in total. If you don't, look, the reason I bring this up is because, again, I'll stand on my square and say, Xbox and Microsoft has the greatest retention rate in gaming to date. Most users who have an Xbox console also more than likely have are starting to either have Game Pass or subscribe into the Xbox ecosystem in some way, shape, or form. But you don't see Microsoft out there trying to put out their Xbox monthly active users. Because that would be a number that would definitely blow. I think personally, probably blow. You you would see really see the difference between uh, where the consumers are kind of using their spending habits, and you're also seeing people getting that word of mouth. Now, hey, Game Pass. Oh yeah, man, I try it out. I handed some games in there. Go Call of Duties. I got Call of Duties coming with the Series S yeah. this holiday and, for and Christmas. Still, just to add, they probably don't want to say that either. Exactly, Microsoft, like, yeah, well, we're doing great, blah right. blah blah. Yeah. And so, then see it make use it. Oh, are you? Yeah, I was exactly. gonna say, you want to play from a position of confidence, not from strength on this one, yeah, Ex- exactly. And and so, I think that's the biggest thing that we're seeing is that, um, when you have a ecosystem that's already having a difficult time, at least from my perspective, um, that I've noticed over the last 20 years, uh, just keeping people steadily invested without. Uh, whether it was coach co-op, because the only thing that really honestly back in the day that kept me invested in the PlayStation uh, wasn't their single player games and single player games to me. And again, everybody can take this how you want. I'm not going to say that they're one and done, uh, but you could put 300 hours into a single player game. And I have. But after that, you're going to go play it again or you're going to go play Call of Duty or you're going to go play um, League of Legends. You're going to go play Overwatch 2. You're going to go play all these other multiplayer games because we live in a society where that is the front-facing thing that is important. If you're a gamer, especially like myself, who's more multiplayer-focused, PvP-focused at least, um, I'm always going to you know, kind of cater to that or teeter to that side of things. But I, I, to me, I just think it's, a, it's an issue that just continuously rang off uh, to me for PlayStation is that they just have a difficult re- they have a difficulty retaining consistent interest um for people to stay steadily involved personally. Yeah, no, I mean that that that's a good point. Listen, let's let's bring in um uh Umbra on this conversation because you see this what's interesting numbers. We can all have gaming opinions. You can say you like this console more than I do. I can say I like this console more than you. That's fine. Opinions, folks. Right, right. It's okay to have one. But what you can't argue, Umbra, is numbers. And mm-hmm. this is where this story goes, hmm. Now, like I said earlier, uh, Tom Warren is reporting that they're down 18%, nearly 20% mm-hmm. in sales for software. They're down 2% for PS- PSN active users. PlayStation Plus subscribers are down 4%. Okay? The consoles flat year over year well i have the microsoft stats that were announced on monday and this is what's interesting Mm -hmm. xbox increased by 13 percent 
mm. in this quarter. Third, mm. They're up 13% in console sales for the Xbox Series X and S. But here is where this number gets even more interesting, Umbra, and why value is not no more. You can't just you know push, uh, push it off to the side and say value is subjective. People are educated when it comes to services. People will go where their, where their money gets them the most. Check this out. According to a story that I pulled from sportsbusinessjournal.com, this is their finance section. It was written by Tobias Seck, and this was put out on the 26th of October. Check this, check this number out. According to the – now I'm reading verbatim from the article. According to the earnings report, the customer base for Xbox paying between $10 and $15 per user per month for Microsoft's video game subscription service PC Game Pass increased by 159% year over year. Excuse me? So I'm just saying that these numbers, they're not going to put Sony out of business, Umbra. But I think that you're starting to see Microsoft turn the corner and maybe, just maybe at some point when the Activision Blizzard deal is done and something like uh, Call of Duty is in Xbox Game Pass, because the, 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 the turn isn't going to be like a werewolf that's going to go from man to wolf in, in, in a matter of a few minutes. This transition of marketplace leader is going to take years for Microsoft to overcome the dominance of Sony. That, there, there's no one going to suggest otherwise. Right. But these numbers prove that the tide is turning. What are your thoughts? Well, the old saying is, you know, the old saying was what? Women lie, men lie. Well, I guess, I guess in this case, numbers don't lie. <laughs> Xbox lie, Xbox lie, ponies lie, but numbers don't. <laughs> so look, the thing of it <laughs> is, is you're right. I mean, 159% increase uh, on a PC as far as Game Pass goes. It just goes to show that Microsoft has what they've been doing there on, on the PC side of things has worked as far as Game Pass goes as well. I, I have plenty of buddies who are PC master racers and and they, you know, they're, they're actually loving it. They're like, yeah, I'm subscribed to Game Pass there. It makes sense that their long term, um, you know, plan for incorporating games into that for PC has helped a lot. I mean, they get games we haven't even got on console. Yep. So I can see why it's going that way and I can mm-hmm. see why it's going to continue going that way. And the more that they add in these games, like we just saw for this month that we'll be getting, I mean, just for the early part of the month, we're already getting games that we didn't even think we were getting. Who thought we would have got, you know, some of the games they listed? I don't want to name it off just in case it's one of your topics. But uh, just to point out, though, it's interesting because last year or last uh, quarter, PlayStation dropped 37 percent year over year this quarter. Now it's forty nine percent year over year. It's 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 not a trend that you want to be uh, you want to keep uh, increasing the number. Exactly, mm-hmm. not that way at least. Mm-hmm. And like you pointed out, you it's said two percent. You guys pointed out, brain is you know two percent and such. Yeah, they're going to say it that way because you've got hundreds of you know hundred million plus people that's on there that they you know push together with you know the, their their uh, PS Plus and. and PS uh, users rather mm-hmm. uh, but the thing is they lost so they're down 2 million people that, that dropped off now, mm-hmm. you got a lot of sick fans and such and people who are diehards who are going to be like oh I'm going to join them no matter what I'll give them my money even if I'm never going to ever actually use those services but boom I think you're right 
I think in the, the age we're in now, people know what they're getting into when it comes to subscription services. And if they're not getting something that's quality for them or they're not getting anything that's really worth their money value wise, they're going to say, hey, I'm, there's no use. There's no need for me using that. Right. And we and I'm sorry about the background noises. Uh, uh, listen, that's life, brother. We, we we're not in a professional studios, folks. At least not yet. <laughs> I need some soundproofing. But I was going to say though, like the thing of it is, is um, at the end of the day, Microsoft gives you, Xbox gives you, day and date games in the service. PlayStation doesn't. If they did that, I would absolutely be subscribed to them. But they don't. Uh, and I think more people are starting to notice that and seeing what microsoft is offering no matter how many people on twitter will tell you otherwise you start to see that and it's one thing i also want to add like we talk about this drought of of triple a games from microsoft and such on xbox but it's been what eight months since sony has had one so Mm. but we we often ignore that because of microsoft's you know xbox's drought as well but at the same time where we've been having that drought for a triple a uh first party we have been getting those games or double A games and such like that from their third party. And I think Microsoft paying into that as they have been doing has paid dividends for them and it will continue to. Next year, like you said, boom, once Call of Duty drops into there and they start bringing it into that to the servers and ABK games and such like that, I think it's going to really change. It's going to really skyrocket in value at that point. I think we all can agree there. So I'm just looking forward to that. But yeah, these numbers, they, like you said, they don't lie because. I think people at the end of the day, they, they're going to value things based off what they can get for their money. Yeah, I, absolutely. And look, folks, I, I know that I'm one of the few podcasts that talk about real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not all fun and games. I, I'm a retired guy. So, you know, having to pay more to get less is not cool because I'm limited. Now, I have a great pension. I did 21 years as New York City police officer. Everyone knows that. And I do okay for myself. I'm not complaining one bit. I worked hard for my pension. But the pension, like a lot of people's bank accounts, has limitations. You know, you have to, you know, you have to factor in a lot of uh, uh, variables when it comes to finances. And, you know, I understand. I'm not a boob, folks. Microsoft, they're not palling around. They're not filling my bank account monthly. They're not my friend. They're, they're in to make money for their investors. Hell, I'm an investor. I got a stock right here. But the, the point of the matter is that they know how to treat their customers. And I want to go to Daniel on this. Daniel, again, this is, this is very subjective. This is just an opinion. I don't know if I'm right or I'm wrong. But it seems as, as people or gamers, the gaming community, is starting to get a little sick of Sony's nickel and diming. And they're constantly posting loss after loss. Now, again, these losses are just business. Everyone is down. In fact, the only one, the only company that isn't down double digits right now as we speak is Capcom. They're down 9%, and that's it. And I'm not saying that facetiously. There are, you know, Microsoft is down in double digits as well, but Sony isn't as big as a company. Mm-hmm. Do you think these losses, these change in pattern? with the market leader have anything to do with people just really being sick of Sony and their tactics? I mean, it's certainly a factor, right? I mean, we have to take into account the fact that, I mean, like you said, yes, everyone is down. We're in a recession, but you, you look at who's down and by how much and PlayStation is down further than pretty much anybody else. They're at 
I think they may have at this point crossed 50% in, in their stock drop. Last I saw, it was at like 46%. And based on these earnings, like it's not going back up. So they're, they're having a rough time. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's not a good thing for, for them or honestly for the games industry in general. Like we, we don't want PlayStation to, to fail or shut down or anything like that, even though, you know, the people on this podcast would, would by and large uh, say that they're Xbox people, right? Like we want PlayStation to be successful. We want for, you know, God of War to come out and to be a 10 out of 10 game, right? Like that's, we want to see the industry be successful because we're gamers, right? That's what we do. Um, even if we do, you know, pick Xbox and be like, this is the year they're going to the Super Bowl, like a bunch of Cowboys fans, you know what I mean? Uh, it's because <laughs> that's just how it works, you know. I like that dig at Cowboys fans. <laughs> I'm down here in Texas, well, I gotta don't talk you. about the Steelers because <laughs> pew, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's just this thing, right? Where we we saw their earnings call last quarter and we we seen it again now. And it's and it's consistently down in in pretty much every single category. I, I think last time it, there was one category that was still positive. I don't remember what it was, um, but it seems like it's negative now. Um, and it's it's really unfortunate for them, right? The I keep hearing, you know, whenever we talk about all the bad things that PlayStation, the poor choices that PlayStation has been doing right. uh, for the last year and a half or whatever. Uh, I constantly see pushback from, you know, sometimes in the chat more often in like comments or stuff like that, or like DMS where they're like, it's, it's just business. They're just doing what's best for business. But, but where's the proof of that? We, we look at the numbers and everything is down, right? Everything is down and, and more so than most other people. I mean, you look at their, their software sales, and it's down 18%. Nintendo is not having this problem. We just heard that like the sales numbers for Splatoon are ridiculous, right? It's it's something like Dude. one in every five people in Japan owns Splatoon 3, right? Like, yeah, it's you know, Daniel, I, I, I want you... I mean, this, this could be taken in a thousand directions. But I, the one thing I want to talk about specifically is that point. What you just, what you just said, j- just think about this for a second. In Japan, the best-selling game is running at 720p. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a shooter that's a first-party per- first d- design shooter that Nintendo made. Nintendo doesn't have Call of Duty, and yet they are the market leader. They mm-hmm. are running the gambit when it comes to these things. And I, I and, and, and the one in five, think about think about. The ramifications of that. It's something to be said there, uh, Daniel. Yeah, and it's it's especially strange, right? Because these numbers are are so bad and so in so many different areas, and so much worse than their direct competitors. It's it's lower than it is for Xbox. It's lower than it is for Nintendo. You know, I'm sure it's lower than it is for Steam. They have barely any overhead, so like, I'm sure that they're doing fine. Um, and it's it's so strange because this. If you looked at this year on paper and just did not look at numbers, you would 
100% say this is PlayStation's year, right? Xbox has put out nothing. Nintendo's been doing pretty good. Like, they're going to have two play- Pokemon games out by the end of the year. Like, they're probably fine, right? Like, I know that, uh, what is it, you and, and Kaosante and Everborn have that have that thing about... Uh, oh, man, the knees are going right more. there, right I, there. You know... I will say though, I, I don't know, I don't know where the, I don't know where the knees are going, but I tell you right now, I bet Pokemon sells better than both of them. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, doubt yeah. it. To be honest with you, I, Pokemon you... is a monster franchise, and there, yes, there are yeah. two coming out uh, just in time for the holidays. What a, you know, what a coinky dink, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. People, they they live and breathe Pokemon. That that's a different beast. That's a lifestyle for some people. That's not yeah. just a game. And this one's different too. This one's actually the one. Uh, ma- them making up for all their promises they made for Arceus. Yes, <laughs> actually putting co-op yeah. and everything else in there. So. Yeah, it probably will. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, these numbers came out, I think, this morning, right? Because this is the, the first I saw them was when I woke up. Um, but we were already planning on sort of talking about a similar topic on the Xbox side. So we were already going to talk about how they missed the, the Game Pass sales goals, right? Is they they had ridiculously lofty goals for the year. Uh, I think it was like 70-something percent growth, right? Mm-hmm. Which I guess kind of makes sense because in, in, they were expecting to have Starfield and Redfall and like all these really big games, and then that obviously didn't happen. Um, but even without that, they still grew, what was it, 28%, 20-something percent? Yes. Yeah, right? we're, 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 we're going we're gonna to get to that topic momentarily, as well as what they intend to do in China. Uh, the, the fact that they have, they have a team that is in China right now talking to developers and publishers to bring those games uh, potentially exclusively to Xbox. Yeah, we're going to get to those topics as well. well Microsoft right. has a full campus out there also. Yes, China. they do. That's right. And, yes. and so what I want to know from the people who are saying, you know, oh, all of these choices that PlayStation is making, this is this is good. This is them making more money. Like, it's just business. It's not show friends. It's show business, right? And, you know, if that's the case... How come Xbox, who is not doing any of those things and also didn't launch any first-party games this entire year, is up 28% on their subscription, mm-hmm. and PlayStation is down in every single category? That's what I want an answer to. Well, honestly, this feels like the first year that they really supported game PC Game Pass. And most of those people that are on PC Game Pass, I can almost guarantee at least half of them have an Xbox that that's attached to. So if you have an Xbox, you're paying $15 a month for Game Pass, you're going to play it on your PC if you have a PC. Yep. There's no reason not to, yeah. Well, and you get, you know, that that's the, that's the great thing about Ultimate. Again, it, 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 you know, it, it's, it's you know, it, you get Ultimate, you get everything. Yeah, so. exactly. All right, well, let, let, Josh, let, let's get your opinion on this, and we're going to move on to the other topics, and I have to catch up on Super Chats. A lot of big ones, and Hargeet Chani's in there. Chani, what's going on, brother? Hopefully you are doing well. Thank you for the generosity. I will thank you personally momentarily. N64, Josh, everyone's had some really killer opinions, but I'm interested to hear yours. Is Sony finally reaping what they have sown? Ooh, that's that's a way of putting it. Um, <laughs> uh, we We live in a very strange time. Right. Like we 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 got to hear Phil Spencer talk about like, you know, COVID is no longer an excuse. Like we've we've been we've been hearing the COVID excuse for quite a while from 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 everybody when it comes to first party and and work from home. True. All, all that stuff, right? It's it's very it's very 
I mean, it's it's accurate. It 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 is weird that like you know things things are are changing quite a bit. We've gone from where games were the driving force. Where like, I mean, you go back to the 360 era and 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 Halo was an event, right? And then and then they showed what was you know Bungie showed what was possible with Halo, and then Activision started making Call of Duty an event and. That's not as much the case anymore. I mean, the games still sell. It's not that's not that's not the question, but it's not you're not seeing the news show up at Best Buy to record people in line anymore for these 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 parties. I used to do live shows at GameStop. Dude, I used to I used to be in those lines with my brother. Yeah. Yeah. So it it's just it's a it's a different time. And with Xbox really really changing the uh the narrative with game pass right and and giving giving gamers the the really the netflix the net the netflix version of uh of gaming sony's kind of come in with more of the amazon prime way of looking at it right where you get some free stuff but you can still you can still buy or you see you may have to buy the first the first uh the day one the day one purchase are not going to be there right away and they're having to find they're they're testing their their uh they're testing how strong their brand is right and i think we're i think we may be starting to see a few uh a few kinks in the armor and that's okay because as as that armor potentially fails or that foundation starts to fall they have to innovate right yeah they've been here with the ps3 you know, and I'm not saying that the PS5 is is as bad as the PS3. It's not. That's not my. That's not my point. But, but we've watched. We've watched history repeat itself. We watched Sony falter with the PS3, while Xbox flourished with the 360. We watched Sony flourish with the PS4, while Xbox stumbled with the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And now, now we're kind of seeing both of them relatively healthy, kind of duking it out, and. And then you've also got this triple threat match with like Nintendo kind of running around like this little irritating wrestler that really, really couldn't probably body slam anybody, but is going to just be like the fly that's annoying everyone. Right. And so, Hey, that midget's uh, juicing. (laughs) So, um, and so it, this, this is, this is what, I mean, this is what I get excited to see, honestly, because it means that what are they going to do to keep the brand loyalty going what are they going to do to keep the consumer opening their wallet to pay for uh playstation games the the you know the brand can only last so long before they have to but before they have to innovate and and start uh upping the 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 value proposition and that's what xbox has shown us with game pass Yep. And and Sony is trying to follow suit and Nintendo is just playing to the beat of their own drum going, we're just going to give you our old ass games and you're still going to pay 80 bucks a year for it. So, you know, that uh, and and their numbers are their numbers are ridiculous, too. So, I mean, it, it's we're, we're coming out of such a such a high point with the economy and everything else. It's not all that surprising to see that that numbers are starting to uh, um Good. I mean, if you if you look at the real world, you look at you look at 
our stock market and all that kind of stuff like this is not it's not all that surprising people are having to 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 tighten the belts a little bit and uh you know but i think going into this holiday season i think i think things are going to still just be great for all three Mm -hmm. uh, companies but come next year i mean you know if we do hit a recession and things like that entertainment's going to be one of the first first to go and like boom you've always talked about how like game pass is 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 one of if not the best ways to spend your money each month to be able to get plenty of entertainment and so that's probably gonna that will probably end up being a uh, a a winning um strategy for for xbox pending we hit a recession and uh sony may be left trying to figure figure some things out which is good for us as gamers the gamers always win at that point yeah i mean listen i don't know i mean sony created uh, the uh, the uh, you know the the answer or their answer to Game Pass because they had to have an answer right uh, are they gonna are gonna are they gonna eventually have an answer for day and date we we don't know uh, but I can I can say that this has been a great way to segue into the next topic and we're gonna be talking about some Microsoft numbers uh, and the story that I was uh, that I pulled from BGC which of course is VideoGamesChronicles.com but before I do that. Let me catch up on a few, a few of the Super Chats. Jerron TJ, generous friend of the program, drops a $2 Super Chat and says, when is State of the K3 coming? That's a good question. But all I know is that uh, uh, the, the, the makers of Gears of War and the Coalition are helping them with Unreal Engine 5. And I have a strong suspicion that game is going to slap when it finally releases. And I hope that they've heard my complaints. And as great as the online multiplayer survival shenanigans is i want a true to life single player campaign as well hopefully they do bring that to the table uh scott gamer do generous friend of the program uh who's a new member of the channel so thank you so much for that scott he drops a five dollar super chat and says hello boom glad to be here again if not invested in playstation ecosystem the uh is their sir is their service worth it also Xbox will Xbox controller work on the PSP5. Uh I honestly don't know about that and as as a service I only upgraded to the uh highest tier for PlayStation because they offered what I had left on my uh, uh subscription for 33 bucks and I wanted Stray and Stray was 30 so I figured, well, 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 instead of buying Stray for 30 bucks, which is a great game, I'm, I'm almost finished with it, um, I'll just up... So my, my, my subscription for PlayStation Premium or PlayStation Plus Premium ends in February. Uh, unless they make some major changes, I will not be spending $120 per year uh, mm-hmm. for that service. Uh, that's just, just... I mean, unfortunately, I'm going to have to have a service because of cloud saves that they charge you for, which is uh, egregious in every stra- stretch of the, uh, of the truth, but it is what it is. Uh, Hargeet Chani not, doesn't drop just one super trap. He drops two. And the first one of $5 says this, Sony actually having to earn the business is a good thing for consumers. Competition is working. Indeed it is. And of course, he drops a very generous $20 bomb and says Sony's software sales being down is indicative of the environment they have created. They mind share created by PlayStation, the mind share created by PlayStation 5 
is that AAA bangers are the only games. Lots of those got delayed. Xbox, Nintendo promote indies as well as AAA. Indeed, uh, indies were important yep. to the PlayStation during the PS4 days, and then they took a dump on the indie community. And now, well, now they, they again they are reaping what they have sown. Uh, Elemental PO, who's one of the winners from yesterday, who's been a channel member for six months, drops a two dollar super chat and says, "Love the saucy talk," as Gaz on Game on Daily would say. And indeed, we love Gaz and those guys over there. But um, I do want to talk about numbers for Xbox. Um, obviously, they did not hit their uh, mm-hmm. their, their 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 number that was in, uh, that was made internally for growth when it came to Xbox Game Pass. Now, Xbox Game Pass is a big part of the conversation simply because, number one, it has finally been confirmed by Satya Nadala and Phil Spencer himself uh, that, uh, yes, they are making money. It is profitable. Uh, It is not a money pit. It is not an endless hole where Microsoft is just throwing millions of dollars and getting nothing for it in the back. But how much are they down? Well, according to the report from videogameschronicles.com and of course this was written I'll make sure i get it right it was chris scullion who wrote this report and i know that uh steel rain has said that name on living split screen several times how how bad were they down well according to the article this is the second time that game pass growth rate has failed to reach internal targets mm-hmm. in 2021 fiscal year the target was 47.79 percent growth and the final result was uh, 37.48. Mm-hmm. Well, the target in the previous year was met where they originally had 71% growth and they wind up hitting 85.75%. And Phil Spencer actually commented on this during the WSJ Tech Live event. And of course, that's the World, uh, the Wall Street Journal Tech Live event that he was uh, a, a guest at he said this folks i've i've seen growth slow down mainly because at some point you've reached everyone on console that wants to subscribe uh that is interesting and you kind of wonder well what what do they do next we know 2023 is mm-hmm. going to be big but you know what happens to be releasing this year steel rain well that riot games deal who is coming this mm-hmm. fall? Now, listen, I'm not a MOBA guy, right? I don't play MOBAs. It's not my thing. But millions upon millions upon millions of people play those types of games. And one of the things that come along with these types of MOBAs is DLC. You know, yeah. obviously, DLC rules the roost. It's where most of these companies make their most money. And something like Riot Games makes millions of dollars on this mm-hmm. DLC. But what's interesting is w- their their characters are expensive. And there right. is one there's one particular game I w- w- what's their most popular uh game uh steel? Um you're talking about oh it was right there too. Goodness Valorant. Yes. Val- yeah, Valorant is one of their most popular games for sure. Uh they're so if you want, to, if you were a new player, well, League of Legends you, too is another one. League of Legends is another one. Thank you so much for that. League of Legends is uh is one of the bigger ones for sure. Yes. If you're a new player, Steel, to League of Legends, and you wanted to come in, 
to get every character, if that's what you wanted to do, would cost you eight hundred plus dollars, mm-hmm. right? Which is ridiculous, right? But when this Riot Games deal hits Game Pass for PC, all of those characters on every one of those games are available to the uh, to the player Super day and date. Meaning that when you pop this game on your PC, mm-hmm. every hero is available to you. I think this is what Phil Spencer is talking about. Now, granted, when Microsoft finally gets around to releasing the bangers, right? 2023 is going to be a perfect example of that. You're going to see Game Pass skyrocket. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think that they fall short next year. As I would even dare say that they go well beyond what they expected because like it was said earlier, uh, they had originally planned for three AAA bombs to release this year, and all three of those bombs were delayed. <laughs> so that, of course, why is what what's hurting them in the back end, right? What are your takeaways from this? You know, Microsoft being down, but also being up, not releasing the bangers. They're yeah, up 20%, dude. Still, gain is gain, even though yeah. they have fallen short. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, again, it kind of ties into stuff with Sony earlier. I mean, uh, everybody knows, we've talked about it six ways from Sunday, um, that Xbox hasn't released any first-party games this year, right? Um, well, n- none that we can really speak to. With that being said, what they have done is cut second- and third-party deals to make sure that people who are invested in the Game Pass uh, consistently have something to invest, either invest their time into, or at least try to see if they're interested in... And um, that kind of speaks for itself as far as value goes or whether it's kind of speaks for its own worth. The unique thing that Microsoft has done, and again, uh, like you like you had mentioned, Boom, on the backside of not having new IP or even if it's existing IP, having first party IP that can get that word of mouth really started because that's the point of it. Um, we've come to a, a a crossroads to where first party games may not necessarily be the end all to be all, but first party games are the conversation pieces, right? Spider-Man, God of War, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Horizon, those are all conversation pieces, but they're not Call of Duty, they're not Fortnite, they're not Apex, they're not these other games that do keep people consistently involved in these ecosystems, so you're kind of seeing that, um, that that pool there right and the reason and again that's why i kind of t- turned to tied it in earlier is xbox has done really well with keeping people who are involved within the xbox ecosystem um keeping them fed or giving again giving them a reason to stay consistently invested um like myself and again i'm i know people say oh you got there's plenty of people doing the dollar deal everybody's doing their getting their points from game pass and and it's like dude i still pay 14.99 a month for game pass and i don't even squint an eye at it i don't think about it i don't look at it I, because every month i play so many different games whether i end up playing something out of game pass or not that month it's become to a point to where i don't if if i'm not going to think about disney and netflix and i've made this time this point plenty of times but if i'm not going to think about my other services that way or try to make it seem like it's a major thing i'm gonna cut my tv before i cut my gaming right yeah. netflix ago before my 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 subscription goes um whether you're on the playstation side or on the xbox side of things but xbox has become very dominant and they become very dominant in this digital era right uh because what microsoft has seemingly done is 
again, I, I always make this point. I stand on this hill. They seemingly, for the first time in the last two, 20 years, have been on the, are on the pulse of what the community is looking for, what the gamers are trying to kind of feel out because you're seeing more and more where people aren't, aren't wanting to try games. $70 is a big ask. $40, it can be a big ask. But if I can give these games to you, like Umbra brought up, if I can give that to you in a game pass where you could try it out, whether you like it or not, that's irrelevant. I gave you something that you didn't have before and you're more than willing to try it because it's there. And that's what Xbox is doing. They've hit that nail on the head and more and more people are talking about it. More and more people are having a conversation about it. That's why everybody's not talking about um, Xbox and uh, the games anymore. That's about whether Game Pass is profitable because they still seemingly don't understand how somebody who is the little brother of the industry has been able to seemingly uh, change some of the mindset and possibly do something different, uh, especially going further into this digital era. So, you know, it's funny you said all that, Steel. I just want to point out that, um, you know, the way black folks, where we say ask. Sounds very similar. So you said it's a big ask, and you said, Umber. I'm like, what do you say? Is this an afternoon show? I don't, what are we talking about right here? This is it's not the after ask. dark, like, mind oh, you. Oh, okay. God. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, no, I that's a fact. Sure. That's a fact, though. I just want to clarify. That's, that's all. a fact. Oh, man. Justin, let's, let's get your opinion on this. Listen, Microsoft fell short again, second year in a row. Uh, th- th- there are some chinks to the armor. Uh, Phil Spencer recently got out there and said, uh, in in that interview he did with the uh, sister, the uh, the uh, YouTube interview, uh, I believe the site uh, the channel is called Two Brains. Uh, it was very very well done. Um, they had a lot of fun with Phil. Phil looked like he was uh, a little nervous up front, and then he you know he did what Phil does. You know he calms down, he relaxes, he laughs, you know he jokes. Um, but he 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 recognized that they have fallen short of first party. But again. You have to wonder if if that's they're down, sure, but they're still making gains. They fell short of their internal uh, calculations. They put high bars for themselves for their investors. They fell yeah. short, but they still walked away with gains when Sony did not. Uh, and that is the real question when you consider. And I, I love what Daniel said earlier on paper without looking at the numbers. This is another 2018 for for PlayStation uh, because in 2018 they had Spider Man, they had God of War, they had a bunch of games. Uh, that I believe Detroit Become Human was a part of that. They had a lot of incredible games that dominated the the the, uh, the the marketplace and of course the conversation. They're still making games. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, I I think you're talking about console saturation in the marketplace. And I think a lot of people forget that Xbox is Microsoft Mm -hmm. and Microsoft made its money by being everywhere. They're not they're not just looking at consoles. They're going to move into mobile. They're going to move everywhere else. So, I mean, only come on, honestly, only at Microsoft, 37 percent, 85.75. Only there could that be considered a failure. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's not uh those aren't bad numbers nowhere else is that considered a failure except their own internal numbers so they're not failing and they they only have room to grow because they are boosting up that mobile market look at king you're looking at almost nearly a hundred million active monthly users on king mobile yep. games right. you fold in microsoft game pass into that be able to game on mobile it, it, you're getting you're gonna get crazy crazy numbers so to see 80 percent 
100% growth in the next couple of years, that, that really is not out of, out of the realm of possibility at all. Especially you get smart devices connected into this, TVs, yep. anything like that. That growth is going to be just compounded. Yeah, when, when you when you can't uh, when you right like right now we can't account or even equate to what uh, being able to play an Xbox without an Xbox is going to do for Game Pass. Like we can only we can sit here, we can talk about it, we can uh, have a conversation and discuss whether or not it's going to be a plus or a negative. But when you right now, in order to play on a, on a PlayStation or an Xbox. Um, you need a console, right? Well, Microsoft has done things where you don't, that, that they have removed the console conversation. You want to play on your phone? You play on your phone. You want to play on your tablet or your pewter? You go ahead and do that as well. And later on, and we know that the, the, the Samsung 22, uh, uh, 2022 TVs have the app built right onto the dashboard. So when you turn on your TV, you're, there's the app for you to, to, to start playing. And from what I've heard from people like Paris Lilly of the, um, of Gamertag Radio, I, we heard from Danny Benya, obviously the lead voiceover at Gamertag Radio. They said it plays incredible. Like they didn't even realize they were not playing on an Xbox. That's saying something. So when you can do that, and Sony, it, will Sony eventually get there? I would imagine so. Now, how far they're behind, I don't know because I'm not a stock member for Sony, but I can tell you they're nowhere near the investments uh, that uh, that Microsoft has made. It's it's going to be an interesting conversation moving forward. Let let's bring in N sixty four Josh in this conversation. Okay, Josh, they're down, but they're not out, and they've done this without the bangers, as the kids say. Thoughts? Oh, watch out! Next year is going to be wild. It is going to be it is going to be wild. And if uh, the numbers at the end of next year, especially especially if if we don't see if we don't see major major plays from from Sony and the the deal finishes up, there's the, these numbers are going to be they're going to be ridiculous next year. And uh, again, I mean, just like we talked about in the last segment, like the 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 current state of the world, you know, the, of course people are tightening those belts. So like when when Starfield hits and whatever else is up their sleeve if 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 halo finally becomes worth playing i hate saying those words i can't believe that sentence just left my mouth but uh <laughs> um you know there's there the the future is looking is looking so bright for xbox fans right now and that's that's a fantastic place for uh for, for all of us i i i cannot wait to uh to to dive into some of the uh the triple a titles it just I don't know about you guys, but like I picked up Call of Duty this last weekend and and jumping into the multiplayer game looks beautiful, does feel a bit clunky. Right. And so ho hopefully and and we've, you know, through in our chat, we've seen a few different uh, trailers come out with some different games. S some of the stuff is they're starting to really tap into the to the power of these machines. Next year could really feel like the uh, uh the 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 real launch if you will of the series x and the series s and uh by by seeing what these machines are actually capable of yeah no i it, it's again remember we're we're, we're only got a couple of years into the new generation so it's going to take some time for for them to to get the engines revving so to speak cool duty in the single player is godlike though I, it's it's the character models are just not to be believed i am 
honestly blown away. And I'm enjoying it. Like I said, it, like, I have to say it again, folks. Don't hate me for this. Gotham Knights. Oh, my God. That game yeah, is so freaking yeah. good. I said something privately yeah, to, to, to Steel. I'm going to say it publicly because I'm a transparent person. I know I'm going to invoke say it. Do the it. hate. Do it. But I have put... There's, I'm playing nothing but Gotham Knights. Folks, get ready for this. I would dare say, and I think Steele agrees with me, Uh-oh. that Gotham Knights even outdoes Spider-Man 2018. Oh. Yeah, it's the, be- it's the best superhero game today. I know I'm going to lose subs oh. for this. Wait, 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 wait. Did he say today? Today. Yeah. Today. Whoa. Nobody can today. argue that with me. Nobody can argue that with me. If you're going to bring up Arkham in, in the conversation, go go back and play Arkham and see how simple of a game it is compared to the game that you're playing right now with Ooh. Gotham Knights. It's not the same. The problem is people wanted a simple game. This game is not simple, and it has no. so many more mechanics in it. Again, that's a whole different podcast, a whole different conversation <laughs> to have. But I think to date, there is... Spot the only reason I feel like, and again, I played Spider Man 2018, I just got done playing it recently, even with Miles Morales tacked on or not. And I haven't played Miles Morales, but the world building and everything is, is, is pretty much on par with each other. But as far as delivering you an experience from start to finish that is gripping for people that like that style of game, I thought it was A1. I, I mean, yeah. honestly, I, I yeah, I think it's where do you it's where do you fun. stand on that boom? Now he said to date, I would agree with him. I think it's oh. my favorite superhero game oh. in <laughs> a very very long time, and I would even put it up against uh, Rocksta- uh, Rock Rocksteady. Like I, I really would. Like I, I think that those Arkham games are phenomenal, but this game does so much. You know, again, I don't want to go off topic here and make this into Gotham Knights, but they are. The, the, the hate that came with this game for its 30 frames per second, people lost sight of how they forwarded the superhero genre with the things that you can do. This is a full-on RPG. This is not your just this is not your 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 dad's Arkham, where you know you have a few things you can do. What you can do in a, in this game in regards to your own personal character, first of all, you can switch on the fly of either of the Bat family, which is awesome. And what's great is that as you advance with said character, like I like the Red Hood. He's violent. He's brutal. He doesn't take any nonsense. He is very brutal. But I also like Batgirl. I, 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 and I like, I like Nightwing and I like Robin. But what's great is that as you play with one, these other characters don't get left behind because when you come back, all the points you got, your upgrade points move over. I like so that you just up, that. It's, it's, yeah. It is so, it it takes the genre and moves it five steps forward from anyone before it. That's what I'll say. Let me ask you to. Now, you don't think that maybe it's just recency bias? No, I'd be playing into this. <laughs> no, because, has, look, I'm playing no. it too, and I'm loving it. I gotta say, I'm, I'm no. really. I, I'm, let me take that back. I'm liking it a lot. I no. will say that the lack of 60 frames has at times. That's maybe, the worst. That's the worst it, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst thing about it. And mm-hmm. I had it on PC, but my PC was not good enough for this. Right. Un, this mess because they did not optimize this thing well, and my computer can't handle it. So, but mm-hmm. I, so I have to use my Microsoft oh, rewards points, and I got them on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, but I will say it is a fun game. I agree with Red Hood being real brutal. Boom! I pulled some moves off the other day. I'm like, that guy's dead. That he's yeah, not, ain't no he way. Ain't yeah. no way. Yeah. yeah, you know how Batman they showed the little puns where he's beating somebody. Now talk. I'm like, nah, 
that guy, he's not even asking questions. He's just dead. But uh, I will say I do enjoy the combat. I, I will give them credit there. And it's not as bad looking as people kind of let no, no. either. It's a different, like, again, like you, people, you keep comparing it to Arkham Knight. And it's like, that's a different art style. Though. Like, you yeah. can tell that Rocksteady was going for a more realistic Batman. Cinematic look. You, yeah. you know, it was like a movie. It was a movie. I'm not, not, not to take away anything from from the Arkham series. Arkham Knight's the best game in the Arkham series, hands down. Nobody can tell me different. Um, Arkham Knight and Spider-Man are right there, hand neck and neck for me but mm-hmm. Gotham Knights only inches it out because it took that formula not only are you making it you made it to where it's more it's more than me just pressing x or parry or uh and just using my simple gadgets it's okay there's a momentum system there's a oh if I tap the button in a certain rhythm I get more momentum oh you got these other abilities that oh I can it helps my teammates if I got somebody with me oh mm-hmm. if I do these things that adds elemental resistances so now you have like this not necessarily borderlands but like this destiny-esque division-esque system Mm -hmm. that are kind of in place and then with the leveling system and i think it's more so for me this is the love letter to more so for the the co-op experience that everybody's been asking for out of this game out of this genre of games right and i just think that wb montreal they implemented so many things in this game that are versatile, diverse, or are different for this ilk. That's why I look at it that way. Not to say that those games aren't good or whatever the case, but it's just this one is doing so many things differently. It's uh, It grips me in a different way and wants me to constantly kind of reinvest my time and maybe do things a little differently, so... Yeah, I mean, listen, I I apologize for taking us off course, (laughs) but it's, listen, that's that's, that's the great thing about these shows, their conversations, Uh, Greg Miller is notorious for saying that on his shows, and of course, I love Greg Miller, so I, I, you know, I I don't mind having one of these fagazis thrown in here, but Daniel, let's get your opinion about this, you know, you made mention something earlier that I think you're going to have to reiterate. Microsoft did not hit their internal numbers. I'm sure that has to do with bonuses and 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 things of that nature. And that's it's again, it's business, folks. It's not show friends, it's show business, it's the truth. But the fact that they have growth and they missed their mark not by much, where Sony is is seeing is struggling in this department. I think the main takeaway here is not having any major thir- first-party games to put out there as your headliner for said series. I mean, said, uh, you know, said uh, service. What, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, so my first thought is that I'm going to have to text uh, Palm Soul, maybe Miss Boomstick, ha- have a check your places for pods. Uh, Cause I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but, uh, but, but no, the, it's, it's, yeah. So yeah, they didn't hit their internal growth record, right? Like they, they wanted to hit 70 something percent and it was, that's extremely lofty. I feel like even in the best of times, even if it wasn't, if we weren't going through inflation and if those games, you know, Starfield and Redfall had come out that year or this year, I feel like 70 something percent would have still been a hard target to hit, um, which makes sense. I mean, you, you don't set your goals to be like, you know, I'm going to get out of bed today. You know what I mean? So like, it's going to be something that's tough to achieve that you're, you know, you have to strive for. Um, but the fact that it's, I mean, we just looked at the PlayStation ones, right? And it's like, yes, they didn't hit what they were shooting for, but they're still up. 
right? Like 28% is is nothing to, to sneeze at, right? If my subscriber count jumped up 28%, I'd be thrilled, right? Like, Hey, I'd be at a whole three. It's, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'll go subscribe after this. <laughs> Uh, but it's, it's both like, my wife. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just, it's this thing where it's like, you know, we're just talking about two very different conversations where it's, it's like PlayStation is, is actively losing things, right? Their, their software sales are, are down despite the fact that they've put out really good games this year and are about to put out hopefully their best game this year. Yeah. Uh, and then the, also, this is the first year that they've started really pushing for publishing on PC. So if anything, software sales should be up dramatically. They're hitting a whole new market and yet they're down. And it's like, and then you look at their subscriber thing and it's like, you just launched this service and it's already down. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, that's concerning to me, not like massively concerning, but like something is not going right over in that camp. I look at what's happening at Microsoft and it's like, Yes, they're not doing as well as they wanted to do, which means that, you know, probably some of their plans are going to have to, you know, slow down a little bit because there's probably some things where they're like, once we hit this percentage on Game Pass, we want to do X, right? Right. Like, you know, once we hit 100 million, we want to, I don't know, up the price or something, right? You know, and it's so that's probably going to slow down some internal plans that they have there. But you know, as long as Phil can go to Satya and the board and be like, look, hey, we didn't, you know, almost double subscriber count like we said we were going to, um, but we're still making progress. And, you know, you can look to the future and say like, and all of the th reasons why we thought that this year was going to be a huge success still apply for next year, right? And by then we'll own Call of Duty and by then we'll have this and that, right? Like you can look to the future and be like, these numbers are only going to continue to increase and be bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where even though i mean like i said right like even though the entire industry is down right now to varying degrees game pass is still improving right like there's that guy knows there's like the the fact he threw me off the uh <laughs> like we got the fact that the numbers are up and that we also got the confirmation that we all already knew being sane people that game pass does in fact make money is like, man, it's wild. There's a couple podcasts that I'm very interested in listening to this week uh, from PlayStation, you know, fanatics who I really want to see how they try and cover this up of like, yes, we're down and game Pass is making money. Like I said, they haven't been making for a year and a half now, but like, I'm excited. This is great times. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, 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 it's look at the end of the day, um, What's going to wind up happening with Sony is they're going to find themselves potentially in a position where the fans are going to be crying out for better value. Uh, right now, uh, you know, a perfect example. Uh, and again, I, I don't want to, you know, reiterate it, but I have to because we're talking numbers ups and downs for both Sony and Microsoft when it comes to their gaming divisions. Microsoft is doing everything in their power to be front facing and consumer friendly. Whereas Sony is not. Sony is nickeling and diming you for everything. I mean, it, they charge you $10 for an upgrade fee uh, to play your game on, not to play your game on PlayStation 5, but if you want the upgraded goodness of what you bought a console for, like, for instance, the uh, DualSense support, you have to pay for that. That's not given to you. Microsoft gives you that for, for, the, for the price of 
hey, you bought the console, we're going to give you the upgrade for free. They, all right? Yeah, they charge a cross-play tax for publishers and developers. Uh, yeah. their, their, their streaming, their, their service that's comparable, it is comparable to Xbox Game Pass, doesn't offer day and date, and it's $3 more than Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. It's shocking. I, I really think that Game Pass is forcing uh, Sony to play a game they don't want to play. Oh, absolutely, 100%. That's a, that's a great point, Justin. I, I, I think and, you're definitely on to something. Yeah, you have one you have one company that's moving ahead with something that they want to do that they're pushing with, and you have another dragging their feet, which service mm-hmm. is going to come out better, and it shows in the product. Listen, at the end of the day, uh, Sony is doing uh, anti-consumer practices, and Microsoft is doing consumer-facing practices. And, and, and you know what? That's, that's, not a, that's not a console war dig. Uh, Pete in the uh, in the chat says, asking, how is it nickel and diming when profits are down? Well, if they weren't nickel and diming you, the profits would be down further. But you can't argue that 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 Sony isn't Wait, doing. Comes across. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, the, the list for what Sony does versus what Microsoft does isn't a console board dig. It's a it's an absolute fact. They just do just do the work. I mean, we're just uh, going to ignore them does. raising the prices. We're just going to re- ignore that then, huh? Yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 I mean, mean you, you can defend Sony all you want, Pete, and, and I appreciate you being here, brother. But at the end of the day, we cannot argue that one company is doing things for consumers, whereas the other one, their console, uh, their, their, their marketplace dominance, it proves to their arrogance. Sony wasn't afraid to raise the console prices $50 in what was considered something that's never been done in gaming. Console prices have never increased uh, ever in the history of gaming two years into its run. At the two-year mark, they're dropping 50 bucks, and they weren't afraid to raise it. You know why? Because they're the market leader. Yeah. And their certainly. arrogance is, mm-hmm. is, is at the forefront of everything that they do. Still, you want to add to that? No, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, I mean, they're number number seven in brand recognition, guys. I mean, like, it's not gonna change. They're gonna have that for a while. And they're gonna mm-hmm. try to hold on to that for dear life. The the part of the problem is that they can't survive in number three the same way that Microsoft has. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Also, the seventy dollar yeah. advent, the advent is seventy dollar yeah. games. That's not Sony didn't start it, but they are yeah, the I mean, main put um, person, the main company rather, who pushed it. Double down. Most people adapted because of them. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I, I do want to point out that I, I think this year is is the biggest proof positive of Game Pass maybe that we will ever see. Right? This see, is this is a year where where yeah. they put out zero first party games, and what's For the number example, one thing that we're still hearing is the Game Pass numbers are mm-hmm. continuing to go up. I'm yeah. hearing more and more people talking positively about Game Pass. People who are on all kinds of podcasts that I listen to are constantly talking about, and I played this on Game Pass, and I played this on Game Pass in a year where they had nothing. This is like this is their weakest year in terms of first party that Game Pass and Xbox will hopefully ever have, right? (laughs) And it's it's this thing where it's like, despite that fact, Xbox is still growing. Despite that fact, Game Pass is still the number one thing being turned on, right? It's still on the tip of everyone's tongue, despite that, like, when was the last time that you heard somebody genuinely talk about PS Plus? And that just launched. Like, when was never, the last time? It was when Stray came out, right? Stray was, was about the only time. That's when I used it. <laughs> since, and I was, gifted, I was gifted that sub, by the way. <laughs> since that came out, the only thing I've heard about PlayStation Plus 
is people being upset that the premium tier isn't getting enough content, right? Like that's the only other conversation that I have heard surrounding this, this entire thing. Meanwhile, on Xbox over in the game pass department, despite the fact that this should be their weakest year, this should be a year where like, if again, if you looked at it on paper, if you saw what Xbox has been doing and you would assume that they would be having the same problems that PlayStation would be having, if not worse. Right. Uh, And it's, it's this thing where like, despite that I go on all these podcasts and they're like, yeah, I mean, I've been playing Plague Tale. It's amazing. I can't wait for Somerville. I played this and that and the other thing. And like all these games, even older games, right. People like I I had a friend who went back and played bug snacks because it got added to to game pass. And he was like, and I was like, was it good? And he was like, it was exactly what I expected. And I said, what does that mean? He said, I don't know. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's, this nuts game of the year quality. I We just talking about bugs next. <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is the two hour mark. Uh, and unfortunately, due to the, the numbers thing, and of course, potentially my own fault for using Gotham Knights as a pla- as a platform where they had no platform here, we didn't get to the Xbox uh, with the team in China. Uh, that I'm gonna pull the story, I'm gonna change the uh, thumbnail uh, to something else because I, there's a, that story is a 35 minute plus uh, conversation that we just don't have the time to have. Obviously it's Mrs. Moon's birthday. So I want to get back to spending time with her. Uh, I do apologize for that. That was the lead topic. Like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to change the thumbnail and the header for the, for the show. I do want to just say thank you to Scott gamer dude, who has been a, become a channel member. That is awesome of you, brother. Definitely appreciate that. We also have a couple of super chats came in from a uh, good friend of the program, Highlander 001, drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Happy birthday, Mrs. Boomstick. Thank you for that. I cannot wait to see the sales after this holiday and see what console does, uh, does best. Uh, so Game Pass grew and PlayStation Plus did not. Yet yeah, that is a fact. And uh, I just saw one of the Black Friday ads. I believe it was for Target. They have for the Black Holiday, uh, Black Friday holiday block that the, this Xbox Series S is going to be two hundred and thirty nine dollars. Uh, so it did drop uh, below two fifty. Uh, I I thought it was two fifty was going to be the number. I did I didn't uh, potentially think that they could get it lower. They have it for two thirty nine, and I believe it does come with a game. And if I if I recall, I know that my, Microsoft is running something with Target right now that if you go out and you buy an Xbox Series S, you get the next-gen version of Modern Warfare 2 for free. So it's technically like you're paying 230 bucks for that Series S because you're getting a, a, a Call of Duty for free, uh, which is bonkers. Um, we also had another Super Chat come in from Raiden Blade, another generous friend of the program. He drops a five-pound Super Chat and says, the reason why PlayStation's profitable is because its chipset is cheaper and the Series S console is full on next gen only and only 40 percent. Uh, Sony is only is also profitable because of price. I mean, that's that's I mean, their price did go up 50 bucks. I don't know how that's going to affect their their bottom line, but $50 more, $50 more. And if you times that by a couple of million consoles, well, just do the math. But ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank all the super chats that came in today. Obviously, they uh, they help power the uh, 
the cha- the channel with the giveaways. Raiden Blade drops an additional two pounds. Super Chat says, happy um, uh, next uh, new year for Mrs. Boomstick. Thank you very much for that. That's very kind of you. Uh, but listen, um, again, don't forget uh, this Friday, we're going to be doing uh, the uh, Mrs. Boom's birthday bash, $300 worth of giveaways, six $50 gift cards. Uh, are going to be doled out. The first three are going to be for channel members. The next three are going to be for anyone that is in the chat. And, of course, that could be a channel member as well. Um, but uh, let's get to the outros. And we'll start first with our special guest, Justin, saying, dude, you did great. You had great points. Great great way you, you spoke with confidence. Exactly what I expected. Uh, please tell everyone what you got going on. Where could people reach out to you and potentially strike up a conversation on social media? Definitely. Uh, I'm just insane here on uh, YouTube and uh, just insane uh, 85 on Twitter. Mainly uh, my channel here on YouTube. I'm going to be doing five minute videos trying to make myself smarter and hopefully people can come along for the ride. I'll be releasing a video on the CMA this Friday. And my uh, wife made me aware that my French bulldog was snoring through part of the video. So I apologize for that. Uh, he has I made saw somebody saying that. Somebody in the <laughs> chat was saying it. Yeah, I didn't know what that was either. But yeah, I am so sorry for that, guys. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, this, 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 such is life. Again, when we have a, when I have a professional studio and I can fly you guys in once I hit it big time, then we'll have a professional studio and we'll have actually people to help with that. But no, you did great, brother. <laughs> Definitely appreciate you being here, and I hope that you had as much fun as I did. Um, but thank you again for being here, Justin. Definitely appreciate that. Steel right. Rain, sell your yes, brand. Sir. Talk about living split screen. You guys are two shakes of a stick away from the magical 1K. Yeah. And I want to see you get there because, God damn it, you guys put on a good show. And, hell, that show is usually four hours. Usually yeah. helps me when I'm cleaning because I could literally do the whole house and have something to listen to. Talk about it, brother. Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. With your other brother, Pong Soul. Yeah, man. Again, boom. Thank you for having me here right in the Xbox Factor Kingdom. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find me, Steel Rain. I Steel Rain I the T is a seven. Um, everywhere that has a search bar, starting with uh, I've tried it, I've had so many p- different people of my relatives try it, and it's it's guaranteed to work. Uh but like Boom spoke to, I do, I am co-host of a non-console centric platform known as Living Split Screen, or we would just talk about everything that's going on within the gaming industry and also add our own little personal flair to it. Um, we come from a, an RTS perspective for those who aren't familiar as real-time strategy, pulling yourself out of the world, looking the darker crevices of the map, pulling those resources together, and uh, overall just having the conversations and uh, starting that foundation of building blocks uh, for building up our own community. Community and potentially reaching those three billion gamers that Phil wants to reach. And like uh, Boom also mentioned, yeah, we are on that road to 1K. Again, if we get to 1K by the end of the year, I will play Callisto Protocol live on stream for you guys. Um, and the only reason that's a big deal is because I don't play those types of games. Dead Space, I'm already kind of iffy because I just played the OG Dead Space on PC last year for the first time. And now seeing all these changes happening with this remake has you kind of shaking in my boots a bit i ain't gonna lie to don't, you but don't tell us you was over there screaming to yourself no 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 i wasn't you see no nah, i wasn't screaming to myself but there was some moments where i was just like all right i think i'm gonna turn this off today but um no <laughs> but yeah thank you again boo for having us here umbra daniel just to say look it was great having you here man you did a good awesome on your first time and uh you guys 
have a fantastic rest of your day and stay safe out there. Yeah, thank you so much for that, brother. And definitely appreciate you being here and, of course, bringing your incredible talent that we see on display each and every Saturday morning. Uh, and N64, Josh, Mr. TikTok himself, Ooh. Mr. Uh, and uh, Mr. Mario Kart. Sell your brand, brother. You got a lot going on. Obviously, not only do you do TikTok, not only do you do YouTube, you got a lot of shows, one of which is dedicated to Halo, but you're also putting something out there to the ether that I want you to sell your brand on, brother. Talk about if anyone is interested in potentially being coached on how to be a podcaster, because, you know, a lot of people don't know. Talk about it. Yeah, exactly that. I have, uh, if you guys check the link in any of my bios, I'm N64Josh everywhere, Twitter, uh, probably the easiest one. You're going to see, you're going to see what's called a stand store. And within, within that, uh, it's kind of like Linktree. Uh, you can create your own stand store if you want. There is a link at the bottom of that uh, of that little uh, list of links. But also, yeah, I'm doing coaching because I've been doing this for 13 years, right? And there are way like I know the frustrations as a creator where it's like you put in a ton of hard work and you're like, where's the where's the payoff here, right? And I want to help creators get to that payoff sooner. Right. I want to help creators get the views, get the get the listens, get the community built that they want to do. That's what I'm all about. And having a good time while we do it. There's nothing wrong with having a business with with the content that you create. And so the beauty of this stand store, you can set up your own coaching. You can create your own products right in the right in the, the store. I'm creating how to destroy your partner at mario kart and it's going to include chapters like how to say you're sorry after you hit him with the blue <laughs> shell and and what not to say after you after you knock them out of first and 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 destroy them right don't say you suck that that's right that's right how you know proper techniques for sleeping on the couch we're gonna have some fun <laughs> with this thing you know what i mean like we're just we're just having fun with it so um check check that out and hit me up. I'm an open book. I want to help people grow. I want to help you maybe take the first steps. Maybe you're worried about getting gear. Don't worry about gear. If you're watching this on a phone, you have enough gear to start creating your own content right now. I am starting a Pokemon podcast. It's Pokey News Now. You can find it everywhere. We have the website up. And here's the here's where we're having a little fun. Pokey News Now is in its first evolution. Right. <laughs> so if you guys want to watch as the website evolves, as the brand grows, we're going to be documenting on TikTok, on YouTube and seeing how quickly we can get something like this off the ground. So I appreciate being here so much. The panel, you guys are all amazing. And uh, please use me as a resource. Any and all of you. Thanks again. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I want to see you grow as well as uh, see you help others grow. Again, podcasting is not a guarantee. It's a lot of work, folks. Uh, a lot of us, I've been told, oh, you make it look so easy. This is a full-time job, folks. I, I stream five days a week. There's a lot of research. I work seven days a week on the channel, uh, and jo so does Josh. Uh, and if you want to be a part of the content creation community, I some of, the, some of the tips that he's given me personally have helped the channel grow. I would definitely say seek out N64 Josh, DM him, drop him a line, ask him a question, Maybe consider subscribing to his channel and also maybe, you know, reaching out to him and see if he could be, you know, be the one to coach you up, to give you the proper advice 
on how to start your own content creation empire. Uh, Daniel McGee, brother, how is that monster uh, video that you're working on? How is that going? Because I am sitting here because I love your long content. See, you know, like you talk about guys like Dealer to Colt. They do great videos. They're eight, nine minutes. But Daniel McGee does 30, 40, 50 minute videos <laughs> that you that you might look and say, is this worth my time? And when you walk away, you're educated, brother. Talk about it. Where can people subscribe to your channel and reach out to you on social media? Yes, sir. Uh, so I've been editing that video uh, as we speak. If <laughs> if there's if there's one thing that fans of my channel will know, it's that I overthink everything. And in this case, it has uh, extended to the editing. <laughs> I've been cutting and reworking it for probably longer than I should have. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Daniel J. McGee or on YouTube at just Daniel McGee. Um, it, it, we've got, let's see, if do you want content that's all about the sauce i've got a 42 minute video about how sony's killing playstation you want you want news we got we got that you, you want predictions on god of war ragnarok got it right i'm trying to cover all the bases um working on maybe bridging outside of the video game space hope that uh works out but i'd, I'd love to see you come on by Good stuff, brother. And I and again, uh, you you're growing your channel. You've seen some record growth this year. I want to see you get that 1K as well. Uh, but listen, last and no way least, Infinite Umbra. Uh, please, you got to talk not only about where can people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media, but more importantly, talk about where they can find you and risk it for the biscuit. Jedi Peter and of course Doom Cutie on your Friday evening podcast each and every week. Yeah, thanks, Boom. Uh, I want to apologize again, you guys, for getting in a little late. I had nah, you were perfect, brother. You <laughs> <laughs> I got here, I sat down, I was like, I was like, oops. And you know, I was like, let me get back in there, let me get in this. But I just want to thank you guys for uh, holding it down so well. You always, you know, you guys always bring it when you come through. Justin, man, uh, good job on your first outing, man. Uh, hey, you thank know, you so much, Infinite. absolutely. Keep it going. Uh, <clears throat> and of course, still, you always come through bringing the great energy, brother. You helped wake Thanks. me up. I told you, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and boom, I uh, you spoke on it a minute ago. I don't know how you do this, I know it's a full time thing, man, but that is that's <laughs> tough. And you and I look I, at you all these topics, and I'm like, I don't know. Him and Miss Boom must be in there just <laughs> knocking out these topics. I'm like, that is tough right there. Yeah, so, she uh, she uh, the, she she's the biggest part of the support uh, yeah. that that allows me to do this. It, it, it is technically a full time job. Uh, we wanted to bring quality content, and quality content does take sacrifice. It's something oh, yeah. that we are not shy of doing, and I appreciate the comments. Thank you very much. And I think it shows, you know, so I just want to thank you, of course, for having me on as well, always. And, uh, and of course, the chat for you all holding us down and coming through and supporting as you always do. You know, I, I always look at it like, you know, I got the chance to get here and talk and things like that, but I don't want any of you all to feel like your voices aren't validated either, because that's the part of the reason why I always come and chat with you guys in the, the uh, chats in mine here or elsewhere is because, you know, without the community, like what are we doing this for ultimately when we talk about these types of things, that's the way I look at it. But uh, of course you all can find me on Twitter under Umbra infinite or infinite Umbra. You'll find me either way. And uh, of course on the Xbox infinite podcast on Fridays at eight o'clock Eastern, please come through and uh, say hi to us. 
Yes. Well, thank you so much for that. And of yeah, course, we do, we do definitely appreciate everyone being here, especially in the chat. A shout out to JD Gamer, generous friend of the program, has been for years. He drops a five dollar super chat. Says, "Happy birthday to Mrs. Boomstick." And I just want to say it again that Sony should step lightly before the CMA unravels their acquisitions. Yeah, their 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 shenanigans is going to come into uh, into question. Their behavior, their anti-consumer behavior is going to be put out there on display. Uh, and I think that when the real uh, CMA, not, 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 not the junior varsity uh, phase one, the actual phase two educated uh, uh, individuals, uh, a panel of five are going to look at this deal. Uh, Phil Spencer and company are going to educate them. They are going to see Sony for who they are. The mask is going to be revealed by Scooby. And they're going to be like, yeah, I would have gotten away if it wasn't for these guys. Uh, I think that is eventually going to happen. And the deal will, in fact, pay. You meddling kids? You meddling kids. I would have gotten away with it wasn't for you. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much for all the birthday wishes uh, from Mrs. Boomstick. We do greatly appreciate it. And don't forget to tune in this Friday uh, for not only the 1,000th episode of Double Barrel Gaming, but it is going to be Mrs. Boom's birthday bash, and we have a lot of people swinging through, one of which I can confirm is King David's going to be dropping by, along with a host of other special guests, which it's going to be, a people are going to be, it's going to be rolling through. We're going to get people at the beginning, at the middle, and the back end of the show to come in, celebrate the 1,000th uh, episode, and also give uh, their takes on whatever topic we happen to be talking about at the time of course i am mr boomstick xl this is double barrel gaming and i'm going to close out today's show with something folks that's important to me hopefully one day it'll be important to you and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids and he would say craig treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules son i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.